This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast. And we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie, Eric Siska. What is that oh movie? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> it is the Santa Claus, the original film. Not Out of way. Is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen <laughs> yes. finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're gonna be talking all about it on December seventh, which is a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> the White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're to yeah. the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City, and this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak. Refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help That's out right. with rental cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal, gang. Only wherever Steve's <laughs> legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue, and it's really close to the train. If you're like you're in the in the city, or if you want to drive in from. Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, the path train's not too far, right? Path train's a, a stone's throw away. A here. stone's throw, folks. Come on out to the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the people. This week on the program, we're putting a lasso around the moon and pulling it down to Earth, killing everyone on the planet. It's It's a Wonderful Life. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. We're doing Melancholia. Chris Cabin. <laughs> Eric Siska. And we love movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in, as always, like we said up top. Uh, yeah, It's a Wonderful Life from 1946, directed by Frank Capra. Congratulations on this movie being the oldest thing we've talked about on the show so far. Beating out, mm. uh, uh, what the, the fuck was that John Wayne movie? Yeah. Oh, The Conqueror. Please. Right. No. That was like 60-something or early? Uh, it's 50s. Oh, fuck, I forgot. We deleted the episode on Intolerance. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, because it was, was nine hours one. long <laughs> yeah. and uh, my computer crashed. We did Intolerance minute by minute, actually. Yeah. By the way, the plot <laughs> of the moon coming down to kill everybody is the plot of uh, Legend of Zelda, the Majora's Man. Ask everybody. <laughs> the lesser of the bunch, well, I'll say. Wait, oh, I love that game. What era was that? That's that a, was, that's it's a, it's a the second sequel. 64. Yeah, there's two 64 Six. games. One was Ocarina of Time, which is, I mean, yes, it yeah. is. That's the best game of all time. Said, like, no. when 64 happened, I, I played it and all, but I really, I fell off the Zelda train, man. Mm. I didn't play, I don't think either of those games. Can, can, I, can I admit something on the air? Oh, my God. I, 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 I don't. 
And it's not any fault of like having a negative opinion about it. it sounds like it is. No, I've just never really been on a Zelda train. All I right. just never played if, it. If we you... played the NES one a little bit. Like, yeah. here's my little sword, and we're no. getting secret passages. Oh, no, no, the music was great in that version, though. Right? O- Absolutely. Ocarina of Time and the new and Breath of the Wild will genuinely make you lose your job. <laughs> you will start playing it, and you will want to stay home for the rest of the you, month. Uh, you speaking from personal experience, <laughs> Big Daddy? I didn't have a job, so ha to you. Mr. Potter's like all of these, oh, all of these layabouts. This working class playing Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time and yes. Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yes, release the Skyward Sword. <laughs> They'll all crush. Uh, this movie is an American classic, FYI. Mm. But like sort of a like belated. Zelda. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Although I guess Zelda's is a, a Japanese, Japanese classic. Zelda, yeah. it, this movie is an American classic, but not from when you think, though. Yeah. Um, this movie didn't become to get the story out of the way, because we watch this at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody knows that. Movie theaters all over the country play it. I'm playing it. I play it every year at the Jacob Burns for repertory stuff. Sure. Um, this is not a Christmas movie. Mm. 30 minutes of this is a Christmas movie at the end. This is a film that has a few scenes that take place at Christmas, a Christmas Eve, actually. And that's it. It wasn't until the 1970s when they bought up the the rights to play it on television. There was the whole whole public domain thing. What happened to this movie is what happened to Freddy Krueger. Somebody (laughs) signed something in the wrong place and the form was fucked up. And this movie went free into public domain. Well, I'll tell you what happened is... The influence of the movie is so humongous mm-hmm. that they literally took it apart in different ways. Yeah. Like most Christmas movies do are influenced by this. Most movies that are like home versus the unknown are re- reference this it's in some way. It's got a good message, right? Like yeah. it's like, you know, now you're drunk on Christmas watching TV. You've got nothing <laughs> going on for you. And you see the the the, the story involved here and you yep. see that you're rich because you have one friend or whatever. <laughs> and sadly, it also all these fucking Christian like Catholic movies yeah. fire Man finds out that PTSD doesn't exist. <laughs> kind oh of God. movies. Uh, all of them mean? are take this Christian message. If you just pray, if yeah. you just all will pray, right. we'll be okay. I mean, I, I, yeah, God's involved in this movie, but I don't know what God this is. Not 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 any God I ever met. He is. He's the kind of God <laughs> I'd God? be. Dude. Oh yeah, dude. He's the kind of God that I would be, which is like, let's just roll the dice and see what happens. <laughs> no, he's a God that wants to see you break. Yeah, that's well, really his his his. He gets his giddies off that it does seem like there's multiple gods we're introduced to the the sky and there's certain galaxies that are that are living beings and they talk to each other i think we're in mormon territory because like, all so? these stars come around like little clarence because Cla- and the weird thing is clarence is an angel second class which means he's dead and he hasn't gotten like he died he lived as a man yep. died and yep. then went to heaven yep. which right. is not how angels was, work where uh, con- i come from contemporary of mark twain by the way <laughs> yes and he made clocks I think that the I also think that the the Mark Twain joke is this weird thing where it's like that makes because they start off and like you know it's a, the the sky is talking you know like mm-hmm. a, a normal movie beginning um, and like Clarence is like uh, they're like oh we're gonna have to send Clarence to take care of this George Bailey situation and it's like oh he's got the mind of a child so he's he's reading yes. Tom Sawyer which is like watching like I don't know it's like if you were wa- it's like me watching, watching Pingu <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Well, in this movie, there's a couple things that you forget at the start of this movie. So one, yeah, you forget that we go into space. And the, the <laughs> camera kind of like... beyond passes, Jupiter a little bit. It passes over the moon like it's fucking MST3K, like the little prop moon that we go over. You have that. I love... Oh, no, they're going to send me cheesy movies. Oh, no, not cheesy movies. <laughs> One of the my worst favorite... they could find. <laughs> la, la, la. It's a wonderful life. Just relax. Don't need answers. One of my favorite parts, though, is the title card of this movie, mm. where it says it's a wonderful life. And there's, did you catch this? There's a, like an illustration of Santa Claus. He looks like he's skanking. Yeah, like yeah. he's just got like a leg out. And he's like kind of got the arms in the air. There's so many questions for this intro because it's like, wait, is this a storybook? Is it, are, are we yeah. being read a story of a fictional man here? And yes. then we have people praying. Yeah, is how the praying. sky wakes up, <laughs> yep. which is terrifying. Yeah, well, that's dude. That's the whole thing, right? The power of prayer is supposed to be like, if enough of us send our thoughts and prayers, you know. Crazy people won't kill kids in schools anymore, right? Thoughts and prayers are going up to the sky. I never understand how that works. Like, you know what? Either God gives a shit or he doesn't. I shouldn't have to intervene and be like, yo, dude, do your job. God should not have to hear it from the crowd like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> but he does. Um, so the, the plot is... Clarence is going to be sent down to Earth to help out this motherfucker named George Bailey because we the 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 fucking lines have been ringing off the hook. Yes. I, I, I can't even I can't even make an outgoing call. Everyone's calling out George fucking Bailey, uh, and of course George Bailey played by James Stewart. He's the best. The best. Uh, great in this movie. This is a great cast. Everybody just remembers like Jimmy Stewart, and that's it. But you have Donna Reed as Mary. Mm. She's awesome. Fucking Lionel Barrymore yeah. from the silent era is here uh, as Mr. Potter. And of course, rrr, Gloria Graham as Violet. Yep. Oh, Violet, the town Lucy Goosey. Big ups for Ward Bond. <laughs> Who's Ward Bond? Uh, John Ford. He's one of his favorites. Uh, oh. He's in a bunch of Western. He's uh, the cop. Uh, his, uh, yeah. his buddy cop. I like Bert. Uh, which Bert. There's Bert and Ernie. And Ernie. Yes. Ernie's the taxi driver, yeah. which I assume is where Sesame Street. That's what everybody thought, but apparently oh? one, of the, one of the major like writers on Sesame Street claimed that that's just a coincidence. Okay, he's just a liar. I think he's a fucking liar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, you work with puppets all your life like that, you're going to be a liar. And you probably have <laughs> taken acid over the holidays oh, and just dude. was just there and you remember it. This, right? <laughs> the story behind this movie, which uh, is amazing, this movie basically started as a chain letter, kind of. Like, a guy wrote a short story couldn't Mary, get it forward this to your grandfather <laughs> or else a bunch of kids are gonna die in Africa it was it was a short story this guy wrote couldn't get published and it's then, creepy like, pasta Mary <laughs> did I sent, tell you that I'm dead he sent it out as Christmas cards he sent it out oh, all over the wall oh. over around for Christmas cards and then like I think Cary Grant got it and wanted to make or the Cary Grant's people got it and wanted to make it a movie yeah. but like yeah this is like forward it to your friend like, it's just that thing like my grandfather would forward and be like oh and then and then <laughs> The Lord gave him what he just what he needed forwarded to money. <laughs> the Lord gave him money. I have to say, it took. So what are we in 2018 right now? Sure. It took uh, the better part of 20 years. Uh-huh. My parents have finally stopped forwarding those kind of emails. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Fucking Word. finally. And it was only within like the last. Three to four well, years. Okay, but you're not going to get anything from that Nigerian prince. <laughs> uh, this film takes place in the fictitious town of Bedford Falls, which is somewhere in western New York. Yeah. Uh, which oh. is kind of nice. We're getting, uh, 
name drops here, like uh, the city of Rochester. Yes, mm-hmm. I love that there was a guy. It's the bank inspector who's like, "I just want to get in here and see it, see what your business is up to, and then get out of here so I can get back to Elmira with my family." Elmira is like this middle of New York State, nothing town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sneeze and you miss it. I've driven through it before. I couldn't believe a reference to Elmira, we New York. We should apologize to the residents of Elmira. All three listening. of them. They're all listening. Quick thing about uh, the bank inspector before we get all the way there. But, like, I mean, it's your fault for going there on fucking Christmas Eve. Like, take that weekend That's off. True. Seriously. And, and then, like, visit them on the 28th or some bullshit. Like, it's not, yep. doesn't need to happen that night. If you want to get back to your fucking family, it's not going to happen oh. because you're the one that is, is doing this bank inspector. Yeah. You could get, go home and get a hot plate of out on your ass. <laughs> 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 Maybe there's more going on to that guy than than we know. Like okay. he wants to be away from family. Got and, it. You know. All those Hallmark movies, it always drives me nuts. All those Hallmark and Lifetime movies, it's always like, oh, we got to go to the fucking Christmas party on Christmas Eve. It's like, yep. well, no, there's no, nobody's around. No. That's well, why everybody's that's doing these Christmas parties two weeks shit. before. December 7th or bust. Wow. Really? That's really early. That's really early. That is early. But that's fine. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I would prefer like the 13th or so, but yes, I understand what you're coming from. So the deal is, obviously, if Clarence gets George Bailey to not commit suicide, which, by the way, the way that they put this is very interesting. Uh, Also, God says that Clarence has the IQ of a rabbit. Uh, And the the face of a child. he says that uh, at 10.45 p.m. tonight, George Bailey is going to throw away my greatest gift. Oh. That's what we're talking about here. And that, friends, is suicide. <laughs> Taking your There's life. There's also this great thing when, they're, when the ce- celestial bodies are talking to each other that it's like, it's, and Clarence is like, well, is he sick? Like, why do I have to go down there? Yeah. It's worse. It's worse than being sick. Much Clarence. worse. He's discouraged. Oh, man. <laughs> That's much worse than having cancer, dude. If I had fucking, if I was, if I got an angel coming down every time I was discouraged, I would never get any work done. That's true. <laughs> I'm just living with but, an angel now. But dude, like, Joseph just says that Clarence has the IQ of a rabbit. Yep. Can you even measure that shit when you're an angel? Uh, Don't you just know the all of eternity? I think it's like a thing. Well, he's an angel second class motherfucker. So but he's, just, he's still he's just there. A dead guy. He's, he's already show there. me your papers. Angel second class. Sign up appearing, Peter. God? <laughs> you go to the angel slums. Wait, am I an angel? <laughs> yes, yes, you're an angel. Angel second class. You sure I'm not a devil guy? <laughs> this is interesting reading of Don Rumsfeld's The Bible. <laughs> so it's weird, though, and like, I, I, I don't know. I assume most people have seen this movie. Yeah, uh, it's one of those gro- movies. Grown up with this movie. So much of this, I mean, we take an hour and whatever it is, like 40 minutes until Mm. we get to Christmas. And most of this movie is just the shit ass life of George Bailey. Dude, this guy never had a chance. I mean, I I just think that this is like, you know, it's I mean, this is something very relatable, especially in the it was a hard you had a hard fucking road, man. It's a hard road out there. But like it. The pattern in which he's like almost crossing the town limits yeah. and gets pulled back in. Like, this story is totally like Kafka esque, yeah. to use a word I hate, but no. like, he yeah. can't fucking escape this it shit. Like his, his suicide bridge is like, Mary, this is the, uh, this is the furthest I've been out of the Shire. <laughs> <laughs> but 
it is. No, it is. It's almost like you want to you you imagine when like uh you know um he goes to the druggist later on. It's like and he has that little machine where it's like I wish I had a million dollars. Hot dog. Well, can I leave town tomorrow? Yeah. Can I leave town the next day? William Shatner taps him on the shoulder. He's like, uh, are you going to be on that long? I have to make a wish. Uh, so, yeah, we, we open on uh, the first thing um, Clarence sees is um, 1919 when George Bailey is like 10 years old or some odd thing. Yep. Holy Toledo 12. with this. 12 as well. Uh, the great, great part about this is the intro where, where, where Mr. Potter's driving by and it's like, is that a king? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, Clarence, in modern American economics, yes, that is a king. He's exactly. a fucking millionaire. Yep, he's a king. He can do whatever he wants. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're riding shovels down a hill as if they were sleds. Man, what a time to be alive in <laughs> Dude, you've never done that? No, I've totally you've done ridden, that. You've ridden a shovel? Yeah, because you, you use the pole as a little steering wheel. Okay. Oh, yeah. I grew up poor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I grew up poor. I just, in the Bronx and no hills. Uh, yeah, I, well, I, yeah, you're just going to go out and get hit by a city bus. <laughs> I think I've used a garbage can lid. Oh, okay. yeah, totally. One of those yeah. big dudes. Yeah. So we're all right. Rubber made. We're all riding down. Eeyaw, Eeyaw, Sam Wainwright, by the way. That guy... Will not let that joke die. That's amazing that that <laughs> dude has been keeping this up since the end of World War One. <laughs> and and his little donkey voice. Bless George Bailey. Every time he fucking greets it with a smile, says, "Motherfucker, let it go." <laughs> yeah, dude. Holy <laughs> shit! Later in the movie, they're like, "Oh, fucking Sam Wainwright." Oh, eeyaw, eeyaw, <laughs> Sam, eeyaw. <laughs> But then yeah. he does Sam Wainwright's move at the end of this movie is the one that really gets the waterworks going for oh, me. Oh yeah, when the telegram comes because Sam grows up to be a millionaire. Yeah, uh, he says he authorizes his business to give George Bailey up to twenty five thousand dollars, no questions asked. Dude, the hair on my arm is tingling right now. <laughs> I lose it when Sam Wainwright's gift I, comes I, through. I always cry over money. <laughs> so uh, whilst doing this, uh, 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 George's little brother Harry gets into a, a pit of fucking uh, shallow ice there, yeah. And George has to dive in and save him, where he lo- he loses his ability to hear in his left ear. Mm-hmm. What he calls it? Oh, it's my trick ear. It's a, tr- uh, yeah, it's a trick ear. What, a tr- what trick is that? It's a trick because uh, a lot of people come up and yell shit at me. <laughs> I think it's a trick. It's a it's trick because like, it doesn't work. They abuse yeah. my disability. It's one of those like old 19, some, 1950s parlances when uh, like Don Draper has a hot tooth, he calls it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, Coming like, through hot tooth, hot tooth. Look at a hot tooth. Going to the dentist with my hot tooth. Yeah. A lot of uh, hot hearts in Don Draper's <laughs> exactly. time. Too. Oh, that's oh, my oh. trick heart. <laughs> oh, God. Got the hot crotch again. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> The hot crotch, especially that, during the war. That means warts. <laughs> oh, sorry. I keep going to the bathroom. I got my trick stomach acted up again. <laughs> uh, so then we see, like, yes, yeah, so a little George. Uh, he's already working, by the way. It's 1919. You fucking better get to work, little kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's working at the druggist because all the f- good factory jobs were taken by the <laughs> other kids in town. It's amazing. And I mean, like, this kid is like tending bar, selling shoelaces, yep. selling cigarettes. I love this. Malteds. It's like this. It's a moment where it's kind of like a little rascal's bit. Yeah. Because it's like George is working behind the counter and then Mary comes in and they're a bit flirtatious. And sure. then, like, 
Little Violet comes in and she's more flirtatious These and forward with George. Kids, yes. dude. Dude, <laughs> it's just like the Little Rascals movie where that movie should be entitled The, the Little Rascals Colon Horny Kids. Dude, I'm, not to not to be a jerk, but it's 1919. The clock was ticking on those two girls. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're, that's they're, true. They were 10 years old. You got to find a husband by the time you're 15. Oh, that's or right, else you right. might become an old maid. Eric. Oh my god. No. We'll, get to, we'll get to old maid. But yes, it's just like, oh shit, I better fucking I got to I got to stake up my husband now or else they're going to throw me into the pit pit of carcoon. On top of the old maid situation, like the first thing where you're just like, "Oh, uh, is right before he goes to work. One of his friends is like, yeah, 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 go to work, slave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy. Uh when Violet comes in, uh she's like uh, Mary says something like, oh, what, do you like George? And she's like, yeah. And then the girl playing Mary goes, you like every boy. Yeah. And Violet's like, yeah, what's wrong with that? And I'm like, what conversation is this? <laughs> and then George Bailey, the little kid George Bailey, holds up his National Geographic, says that when he grows up, he's going to travel the world. And right. he will have a couple of harems. A couple of yes. harems and no less than four to five wives. Nice, we we might be in Mormon town. You're right. <laughs> Uh, Little Mitt Romney. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that. There is my trick ear. Oh yeah, don't mention 2012. That was my trick elections. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, one thing: this plot, this product placement in this movie. Uh, we, you know, we would make fun of it. It was Transformers: Revenge of the Who Gives a Shit. Right. Well, yeah. There's a Coca Cola in oh, yeah. uh, all over that. Uh, there's something called Sweet Caporal Cigarettes, which the slogan is "Ask Dad." He knows. Oh, yeah. Dad knows you're sucking those down, dude. It's. I bet it was cigarettes mm. with sugar sprinkled in it. Oh, yeah, dude. Or maybe like a sugary like oh, mouthpiece or Sugarettes. something. Sugarettes. I mean, little George Bailey is just fucking making these malt and just waiting for a smoke break. Like, oh, Christ. Dude. He says Old to Mary, Gower's got me working. I, I want to start like talking like they did back then again. Mm. With You start every sentence with say. <laughs> And he says to Mary, he goes, say, brainless. <laughs> oh, my yes. God. She, a uh, very sweet little moment. He's reaching down and gets something. She's like, is that your bad ear? And then she's like, one day I'm going to marry you, George Bailey. And it's, right. it's adorable. Says it in the mm-hmm. fucked up ear. Yeah. This is like uh, a Biff Tannen line. <laughs> yes. Is that your trick ear? Mark my words, Lorraine. Someday <laughs> you're going to be my wife. Oh, that's cute. They're, they're kids. <laughs> is that your trick ear, George Bailey? I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> what? You will never see it coming. I'm gonna kill your husband, and then I'm gonna bury him, and then I'm going to seduce you with money, and then I'm gonna build a hotel. Uh, so old man Gower, by the way, is drunk as a skunk. This is the shopkeep who's he's the druggist. Yes, and uh, George uh, is whistling along. You know, he's making drinks, whistling, and he says, "My favorite line in the movie is." Like, Ah, nobody paid you to be a canary. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good-ass line, man. And George discovers there's a telegram, and it's like, hey, Mr. Gower, bummer, dude, your fucking son succumbed to pneumonia. Merry Christmas. Where does what's his son up to, by the way? I don't know, but he's like you see that photograph in the back room, yeah. and he's at least like a grown man. I was picturing like a little kid somewhere. I, I think it's influenza, and yeah. it's oh, 1919, yes. so he might he be. May, on he the may be- this episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now, Mr. Rocket. Just handed me this. 
Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction. and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time. And the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. Left in Europe after the war, like trying to recover yeah. on a hospital bed is uh, what my, my thoughts Yeah, were totally. Uh, so this dude is drinking to forget this shit, and it, it it comes to pass that he's been getting some pills together for some kid, and he fucks it up and fills these capsules with poison. What Whoops. is this? What is this poison pills? He's like, he's like, oh yeah, I could, uh, I could, I could fill your prescription, or if you, uh, if you got a wealthy suitor you're looking to get rid of, <laughs> old man Gower's got you covered. Well, I mean, it's a jar like two feet big of poison, just yeah. poison powder. Well, it says people killers. On it. Well, <laughs> But back then, they would just be using that shit to kill literally any nuisance animal around. Yeah, you know? yeah. they weren't Dogs, regulating that cats, shit. Whatever. Like if there was a stray dog in your backyard and you kept on eating I, your you turnip or whatever the fuck. Put yes. that shit in the hardware store. Put the medicine in the pharmacy. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. They should not be commingling on the same countertop. Although I was also misremembering this scene. 
because uh, I, I don't watch this movie every year. I have seen it a yeah, bunch of times. Sure. Uh, but of course, everybody only really remembers the last 30 minutes because that's the Christmas part. So at this part, I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Old man Gower ate all that poison. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. He, that, that's what you should have done, Gower. No, but instead. <laughs> little George <laughs> Bailey putting his little arm down the old man's throat to get him to vomit. <laughs> it's like plunging this dude. It's like the scene from Almost Famous. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Garrow, what'd you take? What'd you take? Because <laughs> he's so drunk and he falls down in that chair. And I was like, all right, suicide. He's like, you got to get these pills over to little Joey. And he's like, oh, they got the dip- they have the diphtheria over there. He's like, yeah, I know. Give him the pills. <laughs> he realizes it's poison. And he doesn't know what to do. So he goes to see his dad. He's like, let me ask my dad. Because here's the thing. And a grown-up told you to do a thing. Yes. And it's 1919. No questions asked, mister. Yep, you no. just do it. Should, I mean, that's how 1990 worked for me, too. <laughs> get your ears boxed, which we'll get to. Exactly. Your, your, your boss instructed you to kill that little kid. You fucking do it because a grown-up told you to. So he goes to his dad. His dad runs the building and loan there with his fucking piece of shit Uncle Billy. Jesus, Uncle <laughs> Billy. Talk about dumb as a fucking squirrel. One of the, one of cinema's greatest losers, Uncle Billy. Like Absolutely. Top Mount Rushmore of loser dumb. You stupid fuck. And also, this, you know, you want to talk about like mm. legislation for term limits? Mm-hmm. Dude, you got to force people into early retirement. I don't care if you own this business. Fuck you. You shouldn't no. be working. No, 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 no. This is all because James Stewart's father, Chuck Grassley, decided that he was going to give his brother a place to fucking drink for the rest of his life. Yeah, Yeah, that's you get a fucking office, you get a door with your name on it, it can close and just chug a lug. But I mean, like, it is the the fucking, uh, the Bailey's fault. Like, Uncle, you know what Uncle Billy does? He's the, uh, you know what? You have all year to plan the Christmas party, Uncle Billy. You stay in here, you figure out the best decorations and the best songs. No, 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 that's all you got to do. See in 11 months. Don't touch a fucking nickel that's in this place. I cannot believe that this man is handling money. So my my cinematic <laughs> Mount Rushmore of losers would be, uh, or cinematic and 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 uh, theater as well would be Uncle Billy. Yeah, uh, you got Willie Loman up there for of, sure. Of course, uh-huh. uh, Woody Harrelson from White Men Can't Jump. That's a good one. Nice, Paul. <laughs> Trying to think, who would be the fourth guy? The, the fourth, or Fredo Corleone. Oh, Fredo Corleone's got to be on the mountain. Yeah, Rushmore From losers. Modern ones. I feel Kyle Chandler and Carol. Oh yeah, yes. that's a that big one. A big time loser. That's oh, a big yeah. one. <laughs> Samwise Gamgee. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he does. He does redeem himself, but he is kind he's of a kind of a loser. <laughs> At least in like those first two movies, he's a loser. Yeah, Paul Giamatti in all. <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, no, that's, that's uh, never mind. It's a different mountain for Paul Giamatti. It's like fucking Skeletor's castle, like that big skull. It's just Paul Giamatti. Oh my god, dude! Fucking Castle Giamatti. <laughs> Him with just a bunch of different pairs of glasses on. <laughs> But so, yeah, uh, he goes to his father, his father's meeting with old man Potter, who we kind of talked about, who is a a monster. And I mean, like, this is an anti-capitalist movie. I mean, it is and it isn't. You know what I mean? We can go around it. Right. It's like an ethical capitalist movie. You're Joe Kennedy. You're Joe Kennedy the third ethical capitalism. (laughs) Is that is that is he going by that now? He's trying to go. I had no idea that was a thing. I apologize. No, no, no. But but that's kind of what the idea is. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's like just enough. It's it's help when you need it. But also you really need to get a fuck. Well, because like James Stewart is making those points at one uh, in one of the scenes here where he's like, you know, 
wouldn't you rather these people aren't worrying about like how they're going to find housing? They yeah. can live in a house. They can concentrate on work, which means like they're making more money, yeah. go, like spreading their wealth into your businesses, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Right. They'd be better customers. And that's it's, it's a great argument for we do need Medicare for all. We need <laughs> yeah. public free housing. Yeah. And, and the, uh, like, these are the basic right... things people need to live. Yes. And, and, a, and a living wage from the government. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and the are... right to give kids poison <laughs> yeah. should you choose. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and, and, and Potter doesn't believe in any of that. Like he just wants to get as many. Like, and even to the town's detriment, he just wants to get as many nickels as he can in his fucking rotten old fucking seedless hand and it's potter wanting to default on these loans like weeks before christmas it's just so crazy going back and watching this movie and seeing in 1946 these ideals on screen and now we live in pottersville like we yes, just we... live in potter oh our reality right is now. Pottersville. yeah absolutely yeah. This is... right down to the pornography it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> but george bailey's ideas weren't radical Oh, really? I mean, they were kind of, but like now they are extremely radical. Yeah. Right. Which well, is, what are we doing? It's interesting. You can read up on it on Wikipedia a little bit. This movie was investigated by the FBI. It would be now if you, that's it. I want the FBI investigating Hollywood and their <laughs> socialist propaganda. That's we're, exactly what it was. They were like, this movie has like, like strong messages of communism in it. I am directing my AG to sue Paul Schrader and First Reform for suggesting that climate change is man-made. Yeah. Or it's against God. What, what are we talking about here, folks? Don't we love? Don't we love? Okay, Green we- Book. Don't we love it? <laughs> all right, we're gonna do Medicare for all. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. Uh, give him all the poison pills. <laughs> Anyone leeching off the government gets the poison pills. <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> so he... G- oh, I'm sorry. Baconator. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Baconator. I would like to introduce you to my new chief of staff now that John Kelly is gone. He's the Baconator. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Say hello, Baconator. A talking <laughs> sandwich giving a press And the New York Times is like, well, I think the Baconator is doing a pretty good job at making a more a more quiet Trump these days. I, I, I got I to gotta hand it to the Baconator. Pulling out of Iran deal was a problem. Sean's on that. Fuck. Is that the you bacon shut your talking? You, you shut your lying bacon tongue before I eat it. Oh, I'm gonna eat your tongue. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna eat your juicy, salty bacon tongue. I'm so glad we got rid of the lion and leek and baconator. <laughs> he was terrible. Chicken sandwich is who I wanted from the start, and he was not available. But oh. now, chicken sandwich is here <laughs> to stay. New York Times yet again. The chicken sandwich is turning around the Trump administration. Who would have guessed? We must resist. <laughs> He's unstable. <laughs> Chicken sandwich was lazy. He was also stupid. And I ate him. I'm eating all my staff. Um, so, yeah, whatever. Potter, uh, you know, you just kind of meet Potter. and You meet J- Jimmy Stewart's dad, who is a very sweet old man, but also you can tell, like, doesn't really care about turning a profit. And he's a very nice man. So, basically, long story short is George Bailey decides not to deliver the poison. Right. Not to kill him. It just like, reminds me of that scene in um, uh, Swing Kids when, uh, what do you call it, Robert... 
What's his face name? Uh, Robert Sean Leonard. Robert Sean Leonard is delivering remains of people to, from the Nazis, and then he opens <laughs> it up and freaks the fuck out. <laughs> similar. Uh, in Very any, similar. In any event, he decides not to do it. Right. Uh, Mr. Gower gets a call, and he's like, that medicine was supposed to be there an hour ago. And George comes in. He's like, what would you give that medicine? He starts hitting this kid. Beating the shit My out of this Lord. kid. My Lord. Beats him bloody. Did, and like, by, oh, by my the way, trick here is even worse now. Uh, I, I guess the guy, H.B. Warner, who played Gower, was a bit of a method actor and oh. was drunk oh. uh, when, he, when he filmed this scene <laughs> what? and hit the kid and actually caused his ear to bleed. Oh, but my he, God. But he gave him a hug afterwards, so it's fine. I mean, like, Was he nominated going, for an Academy Award? <laughs> the shit going on in Hollywood in the 1940s. I don't want to. I wouldn't put my kid on that set. Hey, Capra. Watch this. <laughs> but I also put your pants. Like, put your pants back on. <laughs> it was the forties, and like it was your right to hit any kid you want. Oh, like, absolutely! You could go if a kid fucking crossed you. You could just box that kid's ears. And yeah. the parents would be cool with it, man, because it was the kid's fault, guaranteed. Well, it, well, it teaches them discipline. It teaches them, you know, when when, when you do something wrong, you get hit. We back then we respected our elders, and would you it get be- back out there and you deliver that poison? <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly. <laughs> You're gonna fuck my plan up. <laughs> that child's mine. You don't know it. I had an affair with the wife. The world <laughs> takes one of my children. I take one of the that's, world's dude, I think children. that's exactly what was going on. Or, you know, maybe it was a fucking uh, dead zone situation. He had a vision of that kid becoming president. Yep. Well, yep. Nuking somebody. And <laughs> yep. like, I have to. Th- He's going to be friends with someone named Oppenheimer. We got to <laughs> stop this. The ice is going to break. He's eventually going to star in the West Wing. We got to stop it. <laughs> Lil Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> But no, yeah, I mean, like he's hit, he's beating the shit out of this kid. The kid's crying. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. You know what? To be to H. B. Warner's president uh, credit, I'm sure that really informed the kid's performance, and that's what. That oh, got absolutely. Some real tears on set because that kid thought he was going to die that day, <laughs> and Capra's like, "Amazing, perfect." <laughs> uh, in any event, um, he does reveal that you were it was poison, sir. It was poison, right? And then this dude like loses it, and he's crying, and yeah. he's fucking hugging this kid, and then it's revealed that guy's been drinking all day, by the way. Absolutely. Uh, we will not take much for this dude to start fucking pouring tears. Uh, and it's revealed, though, that George Bailey never said a fucking word about the poison incident. Wow. Because we then we flash forward. We finally get Jimmy Stewart mm. uh, uh, as a as a college age man. And yeah, the God's like, and by the way, he didn't fucking leak shit about that poison thing. <laughs> now, as you know, Clarence, snitches get stitches. Oh, that's right, boss. Thank you. And now he's going to go on a cow boat and see the world. <laughs> Man, the smell. Can you even imagine I can't think being on a boat I, I, full of cows? That's just poop central. Mm, he gets a suitcase. and I want a big one. <laughs> a big cow? No, he wants a bigger suitcase. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. Put not just for a couple of days, for a couple of years. Put all my clothes in for a couple of years. He's also talking about where the stickers placements would be from all the places he's traveling. He's like, oh, right, and right here, Baghdad. <laughs> does he say Baghdad? He does oh, say Baghdad, wow. yeah, sure. And can you imagine all the customs, like this guy stopping the custom age? No, no, no. Put it there. <laughs> there. <laughs> Don't just slap it. Man. <laughs> Mac. Gotta get all my, I got Listen, I got a, a, whole, a whole plan here for my stickers. You know, put the, don't you put that fucking Marrakesh sticker there. You put it over there. Pay attention. Yeah, put it right above the uh, Iron Maiden sticker. <laughs> 
I sketched a weird S into the corner there <laughs> to give it a little uh, little character. Put it next to the 3D cube I doodled. <laughs> well, it's a, I was going to yell at you, but that's a pretty impressive 3D cube. <laughs> <laughs> kind of tripping me out here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um, uh, and uh, Mr. Gower actually um, actually bought him a really nice suitcase. It's like thanks for not ruining my life. Right? right yeah. Uh, thanks. Thanks for keeping quiet about that whole child abuse and <laughs> almost poisoning thing. And also not for nothing. Like I mean, he does lose the, his hearing. He's like, oh, it's my bad ear. It hasn't healed healed yet. They say it's because of the pneumonia. I feel like Gower had something to do with it. Had oh, yeah. Gower fucking kept his hands to himself, would have healed up. Yeah. Well, keeps him out of World War II, though. So. <laughs> Saved my life, Mr. Gower. I would have died on the beaches of Normandy. <laughs> And Gower, I mean, like, the weird thing is this town is full of immortals. Like, his dad dies. Everyone else lives forever. It's insane. Like, Mr. Gower is 105 <laughs> yes. in 1919. Exactly. And then when World War II launches off, Mr. Gower is still, like, jogging every morning. <laughs> I am forced to believe that Martini is Zeus. <laughs> I think that leads, uh, lends credence to the whole idea that this is some weird fucking Godot slash Kafka fucking bubble town it yeah. makes sense it's I mean, a twilight yeah. zone they episode. are under the dome <laughs> yes. um so we kind of and this is the first of many times where like again like um Stuart wants to leave town like that's his fucking dream to get out of this fucking mm-hmm. one horse piece of shit down he's been reading that geo since 1919 and um he's about to do it this is when is this what oh he goes he's like going around town he's like oh it's gonna be a great trip he goes home to meet his dad his brother their maid and his mother. Right. Uh, and you why'd know, you say maid like that? Because it's uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. Yeah. Listen, I mean, it was standard li- listen, practice. Yeah. There's been much worse yes. in the movies. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is no. This is no Gone with the Wind. We'll yeah, give it, it that. <laughs> exactly right. This woman is allowed to be a a human being with the mind of an adult. It's, so she's got that yeah, going right. for it's, her. It's still a white ethno state, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, well, dude, they're in a dome, and Harry yes. Bailey is like grabbing her ass, and he's like, "I'm going to marry you one day." And it's a big joke. Could you even imagine such a thing? Could you even? <laughs> yeah. What a fucking knee slapper. The grab ass is outrageous, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I couldn't believe. It. I didn't remember that part either uh but so like and i, I love this because uh jimmy stewart uh he's gonna uh, harry just graduated high school i think jimmy stewart's in his early 20s at this point he skipped college yes he's about to go to college there's this weird plan where like the family can only send one kid to college at a time so everyone kind of waits a little longer than they would um but like well also no it's it's not one one to college at a time it yeah. is uh, the the brother is graduating high school, yes. but they've only saved enough money for Jimmy Stewart for George to go to college. Yeah, this other dude is like, maybe you're gonna go work at the building and loan for yeah. a couple. And Jimmy Stewart's like, kind of planning like, well, then I'll come back and then he'll go. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, I, where's it's, that money coming from? It's the old switcheroo. The he's gonna go away for four, and yeah. then Harry gets to go away for. But four. I also think it's a little bit of like like a scam. Like yeah, yeah, I'll definitely come back, Harry. Hold the bag for me for a while. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what it's gonna be, dude. And like, why well, not? That's what the brother does to him after yeah, oh, that. Man, that I mean, fucking rotten brother. Dude, we'll get to what him. a piece of shit. <laughs> so we, uh, <laughs> it's great. He's in a fucking. He's wearing a suit jacket and a bow tie. He's eating dinner with his dad, and we get a lot of like why the building loan is important. And he's kind of like, I don't want to become you, dad. You piece of shit. And then he's like, Oh, I gotta go change for the party. I'm like, dude, you're wearing a suit like what are we talking about dude people just dressed better back then yes. dude. you went out to get 
uh, uh, you, you, you know, you, you reach in the medicine cabinet. You're like, oh, I'm all out of poison pills. I got to go to the druggist. You put on a fucking three piece oh, suit. Of course, before you it go was out a more door. formal society. Oh, we yeah. haven't had that breakdown yet. If you had, if you went to the stationery store without a tie on, they shoot you. Yeah, dude, you're straight, straight up right in the head. The police would come and arrest you for vagrancy. <laughs> there's, there's a great line in this the conversation with the dad where Jimmy Stewart says that Mr. Potter is a uh, he's sick in his soul if he even has one. Oh yeah, the way the way these shots are framed too made me think like, wait, are they trying to make the father look a little bigger? And like, is is Jimmy Stewart like Clifford in this sequence? <laughs> Because he, he looks very old for like a 20-year-old. Well, he's in his mid-30s at this point, at least, right. at a hard 30-something. He, he just came back from World War fucking two. Yeah, there's probably some like shoe polish on Jimmy Stewart's head, make him darken up that hair again. Uh, so he does go to the party. He's, he re- kind of reluctantly goes to his brother's party. And but I love the, no gym tonight, son. No gin for any of you. No gin. You stay away from that gin, boys. You, you know what happens to you, Harry. You go down to that pond and try to put yourself back in the water. We can't be having that again, Harry. The cops won't come this time. Everybody everybody knows what happens when I drink gin. I turn into a werewolf. <laughs> oh, some gin for me and my rabbit friend here. <laughs> well, it's a weird it's a weird thing where it's uh Harry's graduation party, they say. Yeah, sure. Uh but then like he also this is a fucking dickhead move. Dude, Harry Bailey is such a dickhead. <laughs> He's like, by the way, mom, I'm taking like 14 uh, pieces of your good china down to the party. She's like, the fuck you are. <laughs> so they wonder. We don't bring- have that Potter money, man. That's all we have. <laughs> they wind up bringing like a bunch of pies and shit too. Uh-huh. And it's a weird like Jimmy Stewart isn't going to go to this party at, at first, but then when the douche chill conversation happens with his dad, he's like, oh, maybe the party's a great idea. Well, may- all right, well, uh, oh shit. If I stay home, I got to listen to my dad. I I can't put on television. I don't know what's on the radio tonight. Yeah, I'll go to the you, party. You took the pies? <laughs> Those were our car payments, you little shit. <laughs> uh, but then it's weird because when they get to what, this graduation party, yeah. it's like a school dance. Yes. It's it at is. the school. It's in the gymnasium. There's like chaperones and so on and so forth. I mean, everybody's 18. I'm sure the drink the drink age didn't turn to 21 until like whatever, the, the 70s. 70s. Yeah, so like it, it was fine for them to drink, but it was like a little bit weird. Also fine to be drinking. Gin, by the way, so fuck you, dad. <laughs> fuck you, old man yeah, Bailey. Gin. I'll turn into a werewolf if I want to. Or is it in the middle of prohibition? When is this? So if it was 1919 when he was, he was 10. Uh, like twenty something. That prohibition might... was already repealed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. These are God fearing parents. They're not going to talk about gin in the house if it's prohibition. <laughs> so um, one of these guys, it's, you get Sam Wayne right back, adult Sam Wayne right. He's doing the E-haw! and it's oh fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey Sam. Well, it's Sam. A- how's it going? Sam is the same year as George. Yes, he's yes. older. Um, so this is also a weird thing where it's like. You graduated high school a few years ago, and now you're coming back, and you're saying hi to all the teachers and the principal no, and busting balls. It's all about getting a 17 year old wife. That's that's the idea. That's, that's your that's 17 your to 18 year old wife. Oh boy! By the way, prohibition 1920 to December 5th, 1933. I was, I was just actually oh, really? looking it up too. So it's probably in the midst. Of, I think that's why it's like no. So gin. Oh, that's maybe why. Mm, yeah, okay. but it's like an uns- like no. One, yeah. it's like a thing no one polices. It's like a it's like marijuana in New York City. <laughs> all right, now kids, when you go to that graduation party no smoking that sick cron you fucking get home and <laughs> smoke that under my roof you exactly. stick to that sour diesel god damn it <laughs> you know what happens when you smoke that chronic boy uh, cool, turn into a werewolf cool weed dad 
Oh, yeah, yeah, just dude. do it in the basement where I could keep my eye on it. And it was always weird running into Cool Weed Dad because yeah. Cool Weed Dad, oftentimes, the Venn diagram of Cool Weed Dad often overlapped quite generously with uh, parents who swing or at least <laughs> yeah. were like loose fun enough that they appeared as if they may swing. Oh, Those parents were weird. I grew up with uh, one Cool Weed Dad who I really liked, so I'm going to put that on the record. Uh, probably, well, I've got one example of a cool weed. Probably he really likes Wilco now, right? <laughs> yeah. One time in, in in high school, like people were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go to this like party. It's gonna be great." No, oh, yeah, they'll be, will all be going on there. And you know, I go there, and it's like tons of old people, like parental parental ages, uh-huh. just drinking and doing drugs with fourteen year olds, no problem. Wow, I went to one like, of those once. Congre- like tons of older people congregating with children and getting drunk. It was like. And I was like, well, uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, you have to get out yeah, of there. I don't want to wake up with my pants missing or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what the end game is no, on yeah, those people. Uh, the end of that story was the house burned to the ground and all the doors were locked. <laughs> what is should've. this, the Pope's birthday? <laughs> <laughs> so we're at this party. One of his buddies, not Sam Wainwright, is like, hey, uh, could you do me a favor, George? And it's like the shittiest thing for a brother to do to his sister is like, Give out Mary a dance. It, w- it will make her a year. And it's like, oh, yep. man. He's like, well, uh, oh, God, fucking Mary. Oh, wait, she's played by Donna Reed? Hold on. <laughs> there is a great, it's a it's a great shot. Frank Capra composed some really nice close-ups. There's a good back and forth between uh, Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed, like, seeing each other for the first time. Masterful composition. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful, I mean, the movie's beautiful. Like It's, it's great. Through and through. And also, I, I bought this on Blu-ray for this for this uh, taping, and they, I didn't know it was a two-disc. It's the most old lady fucking Blu-ray set I've ever gotten. Uh-huh. The, the menu is of a Christmas ball. Like, oh, it's just Jesus. Like, my grandson got me my favorite movie. <laughs> Did it come with a VHS tape? <laughs> no. no, the second disc is the colorized version. Of course uh, it is. Yep. I will okay. throw in the grabbage. I accidentally put that on Amazon last yeah. night. I was <laughs> like, no, no. And what's Get fucked up? Get this Ted Turner nightmare out of here. <laughs> it's so fucked up, though, because... Am- the way Amazon lists them, it's two separate selections, like Eric right. said. But the colorized version is the version that just says It's a Wonderful Life, and then the one that all humanity should watch. <laughs> it says It's a Wonderful Life, parentheses, black and white version. What? Fucking suck it. No. <laughs> colorized yes, version. Exactly. Yes. You assholes. Shit. Come on, Bezos, you Grinch. The the, the shot of the, the one that always sticks with me is uh, the Gower, the backs with uh, the rows of all the different vials and the backs of the... Oh, yeah. yeah. When he's doing that. And that is actually uh, the only scene that stayed from... Clifford Odets worked on this. Okay. Uh, and that was the only scene of his that actually stuck in the movie. And it actually does, like, it's the darkest scene, I think, in oh the movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, the whole, that whole Gower sequence is very. I mean, it, I want the Gower movie. <laughs> oh, the yeah. Gower, it's a Wonderful Life, the Gower cut. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would be Clint Eastwood's last movie. <laughs> so much poisoning. So he meets uh, Mary, that they, they hit it off, obviously. And, like, she's obviously been in love with him forever. And, like, we start doing the, he, he's there's obnoxious this fucking, as there's, fucking he is. Oh, well, cause he's like coming back and he's like, you know, he's fucking 22. He's about to go he's out. Like, I'm going to build skyscrapers and yeah. et cetera. But how but dare sh- you have dreams? It's fucking annoying, dude. He shoves this fucking little freckle faced nerd oh, out of yes. the way. Dude, this is one of the fucking funniest lines in the movie though. You remember what he says? <laughs> no, 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 please. Cause the guy, <clears throat> there's another dude who's talking to Mary. It's fucking Donna Reed. The, the line was around the block. Like, holy I, shit, I, Donna Reed's at this party. Absolutely. 
Uh, but it's kind of like the scram, McFly. Like, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah, but this guy's yeah. like, hey, I'm talking to this dame or whatever. And Jimmy Stewart gets in this guy's fucking face and he goes, oh, why don't you stop being so annoying? <laughs> well, because he was like fucking six foot nine. Yeah, don't fuck with Jimmy Stewart, man. <laughs> Holy shit. I know this, this nerd is now displeased <laughs> with the situation. So he's like... His buddy comes by and he's like, hey, I got the key to open up the pool. Like, you want to kill these people? <laughs> this you want to is... fucking kill this whole party? What we'll a... drop them in the pool and then put the floor back together <laughs> oh and let God. them drown. It's such an insane thing. The principal, who appears to be like this fun-loving fat guy, actually. Sure. <laughs> um, he, he's like a Mr. Weatherby type. Mm. Uh, he's like, oh, and I have to thank so-and-so for giving us the idea to put... The gymnasium floor over this pool saved us a bunch of money on building another building. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But yes, the downside of this is if you have a couple of pranksters at the dance, Mm -hmm. one of which that just got cock blocked by George Bailey. (laughs) But uh, but on the other side of it, you you see, you saw the Mm. death. Of course you did. Of course, yes. Because that's that's Eric's thing. But... What I saw I was that. like all these fucking young kids are now like fucking dripping wet, been fucking through yep. it. We're yeah. talking orgy time here, yeah, everybody. Yeah, great point. Town There's orgy. Thin line between death and horny. There was like ten <laughs> kids bored exactly nine months later after that. Exactly, dude. You did yeah. after this pool incident. You did not want to take a look at the Bedford Falls High uh, locker room. There is some fun tension here because they're dancing and and they think everyone's reacting to their dance moves. But Charleston they're, they're, contest. Yes, yes, he does the Charleston. And they're getting closer and closer to falling into the pool. Right. So everyone's like, oh, oh. Yeah. They eventually do. And then everyone else realizes they want to be horny and wet. Yeah. As That's well. right. And That's they all totally start right. Jumping in and who the hell knows what Even happens. Even Mr. Weatherby, this. he's just like, oh, this looks like fun. And then the <laughs> principal jumps in the pool. Oh, what a great night. Get a stuntman for that guy because it, it, like, you see like everybody else. I mean, there are clearly stuntmen in this scene where like they jump back in and right. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But you see this guy, he does like, the old fashioned like put my hands together, get ready to dive. <laughs> and he just goes out of frame. That's yeah. Right. That's enough. And hey, here's Splash. Hey, buddy, you want to you wanna get back at Jimmy Stewart? Why don't you do something that's going to guarantee she's going to have to get out of her clothes? <laughs> I know. <laughs> not totally. the best plan. Uh, so we, we have the very sweet walk home uh, with George and Mary. She's Jimmy wearing, Stewart's dressed up like yeah. a fucking leatherhead. Yeah, I guess because they have to wear stuff that was at the school. Sure. Right. Yeah. Which back then you could just take shit. <laughs> it's fine. Well, it's an emergency. He's got a big three on his chest in honor of Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> Who was born that day? I don't know. Five boys are running across town all behind a chalkboard. <laughs> Dude, no, I just think people are fucking in the locker room. They're Absolutely. Just, I think oh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Boys and boys, boys and girls, They're, girls and girls. Everybody's doing it. At the end of the credits of this film, we should see that pool getting a bunch of chlorine added like a ton more than usual. <laughs> Oh, that's the Marvel Stinger scene? <laughs> yes. Dude, I think that that scene, there was a deleted scene for It's a Wonderful Life that was directed by Bob Guccione, dude. <laughs> fucking Caligula shit. <laughs> Someone's peering through a fucking little hole in the wall and there's just like rampant fucking going on. That would on. be a great prank, like like re- recutting it, like they recut Caligula or something yes. to add more pornography. Like yeah. if they just like, Jimmy Stewart made this movie and they show it to him and then like there's just graphic <laughs> sex cut into it. Like I don't remember all those juicy cocks in the movie. <laughs> They're juicing out. Wow. I'm fucking huge. 
Got a lot of throbbers in here. <laughs> throbbers. Oh my god! Yeah, oh. I call them throbbers. What of it? Uh, we've officially ruined this movie for everyone. <laughs> yeah, that, you, try watching this again without thinking about fucking throbbers. <laughs> you do. It sounds like it could be an old timey expression. I love it so much. Oh, I got my, my throbbing ears working. Watch my trick dick. <laughs> oh, mother! Hot, hot dick coming through. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, that's when you when you couldn't get it up, you had a trick dick. Mother, yeah. mother, I have a throbber tonight. Maybe we'll send the uh, push, send the boys away. Push the beds together. So we uh, oh. we wind up. Uh, yeah, they're they're having a very nice walk home. Uh, this is the. Uh, we're singing Buffalo Girls. Won't you come out tonight? Yeah. And, uh, you know he's he's making some moves here. And I isn't think- the Buffalo Girls "Won't You Come Out Tonight" song? Isn't that what Jasper sings on The Simpsons at one point? Possibly. Yes, I Buffalo think so. Girls, won't you come out tonight? Come out tonight. <laughs> I, I just, when when they, when that scene was happening, I was just picturing Jasper from The Simpsons <laughs> well, singing. It's it. also just the same tune as "Oh Grandma, She Ain't What She Used To Be." Ain't What She Used To Be. Well, you know, I think back then there was like five songs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like five melodies made up. 60 and songs. His, his idea of romancing this woman is like, hey, let's vandalize this fucking house. <laughs> Fuck those people. It's a town tradition, dude. Right. It's the old ghost house. Right. It's a this derelict one, house. This is when this movie gets really dark because he's like, oh, you make a wish and you fucking throw at this house. So he makes a wish and it's like, I'm going to see 20 continents and all. Well, that's his like big, like, <laughs> 20 <ultra> continents. <laughs> I'm going to Alpha Centauri. <laughs> 20 countries. There it is. Uh, and. <laughs> She makes a wish, and she doesn't tell him what it is. Right. Later in the movie, she lets him know it's, it's to, that they would be married, and he stays in town. Because what happens later in the scene is all her fault. It's her dark wish comes He's true. Dead. There's a right. gin in that house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Throw oh, rocks at me, will you? All right, Mary. You'll get the man of your dreams, but his dreams will never come true. Mary, I'll grant you your wish, but wouldn't you also want to see that principal have a heart attack? <laughs> Uh, I guess so. <laughs> oh yes, you want perfect. Him to... Well, no, it, it it is. Yes, you want him to stay in town. Maybe, maybe he'll have a, his father eleven's drill. Yes, yeah, you're totally. Right. It's it's... A gin, there's a gin in that house, my friend. So it's a right gin house, <laughs> right foot. No gin tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah, not have any talk. gin. No, that's what saying. Don't talk to any gin. Yeah, I today. know your father told you no gin tonight, <laughs> but one wish wouldn't. I didn't kill mean you. it. My throbber rubbed up against a lamp. <laughs> Gin came out. Fucking decade ago, I asked him if I could have sex with Edith Wharton and never heard the end of it since, son. Uh, no, so this is also, it's fucking great because they're like super flirting right here. She's wearing like a bathrobe. A, a bathrobe with like the little, the, the tie on the bathrobe keeps falling or whatever. One of my favorite characters of this movie, I think he's totally unsung, is old pervert on the porch. Yes. Oh, this guy's yeah, like, hey, dude. why don't you just kiss her already and get it over with? Hey. I'm going to lose my throbber in a minute. <laughs> hey, take, take, take her shirt off. Take her shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> just kiss her neck a little bit. It's, and the guy's like, what? Jimmy Stewart's like, what'd you say? What, you want me to kiss her? Yeah, I said, work, work her yams. Help, <laughs> help her, George. Help her. <laughs> Hey, real quick. Uh, all right, I'm going inside. I'm going inside. You, you, you kids. Youth is waste on the youth, et cetera, et cetera. Quick question. Can I see your feet real quick? Before I turn in, can I just see your feet? Just Look, give me a taste. Look at those tootsies. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll give me a couple of weeks. You buy this girl some heels, young man. <laughs> some stompers. So there is. this is the famous... 
Oh, you, you want the moon, Mary? I'll, I'll, I'll throw a lasso around her. Pull it down for you. Right. Uh, you Kiefer Sutherland's going to commit suicide in a horse barn. <laughs> Kirsten Dunst is going to fuck a stranger on a golf course. Who? <laughs> you <laughs> know. Um, oh, and- also, Jimmy Stewart, when that dude is talking shit, by the way, he fucking throws out, oh, I'll show you kissing that'll put hair on the back of your neck. Oh, yeah, it's a fucking oh. or hair back on your head. He yeah, says it's this a bald nice guy. bald burn. Um, so he winds up. Uh, he steps on a robe by ac- it seems by accident, uh, totally by accident. And uh, her clothes fall off. She goes into the bushes to hide. And this oh, it's a very interesting situation. <laughs> you say accident. I think this was a Roger Dodger esque scam. <laughs> he learned it from his pervert uncle Billy. Hey Sam, eaw, eaw. Yeah, I did the whole. F- I did the robe trick again. <laughs> it worked. Now, I'm just, three for three on the robe trick. Now, if you want to see the caboose, you just look at your watch and do a little spin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so she's in the bushes. We're flirting. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to give you your robe back. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's all in good fun. Oh, yeah. But her dark wish comes true because this fucking truck comes by and they're like, your dad had a stroke right this second. <laughs> it happened like, I don't know, 30. When did she throw that rock? Exactly when that happened. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we sort of like flash forward again. Uh, to like a few months later, the dad has died yeah. from the stroke, and Jimmy Stewart and Uncle Billy are in the process of like maybe dissolving this fucking building and yeah. loan business and like letting Potter take it over. There's a whole board of directors that has S- to like make some, some sort decision. of situation, yeah. And like basically, yeah, it's it's he's giving one last speech to keep it open, but he's like, but I am. As you all know, leaving in five fucking minutes. Five As you all know, minutes. I fucking hate your rotten guts, each and every last one of you. And this is where he is. He's now finally primed. He's leaving for college. He's going to go to college, uh, but he has to give one last speech about, like, he stands up for the working man. Yeah. This is where he's talking about, like, you know, these people shouldn't be having to save every single fucking penny they make yeah. in takes- order to save for a place to live. Like, they should have a place to live now. They can fucking invest in our businesses in Bedford Falls. It takes it takes a working man a, a long time to get $5,000. Um, Even and, me. And then he starts... <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude. All these years yeah. later. Well, yeah, we're talking about $5,000. But just for inflation, what he's talking about is like, um, like $80,000. <laughs> yeah, something like that. It's like... But yeah. And it's great because he starts getting in Potter's face right here. He calls him a war- you're a warped, frustrated old man. I mean, this is all. I mean, like, there's a lot of lessons to learn from this movie. And I mean, Potter is the embodiment of pure evil, but it's always a better plan to not say that kind of stuff. Yeah. You never know who you're gonna need later. Yeah. Oh in no, life. I said the loud part quiet, the quiet part loud. <laughs> exactly. It's like, <laughs> you know what, Mr. Potter, we have a lot of disagreements, but you know, in any UK, like but you're, you're a, a man who, I don't know, knows business good. All right, I did it. Well, because he just I mean he just keeps burning this bridge over and over. You're a fuck and your dick probably doesn't work in that wheelchair. <laughs> what? Like, Wait, all right, that's too far, <laughs> it's, dude. It's it's not that like he brings this all on himself because it's not just him. He gets the whole town to get in on it. Yeah. Everybody's making fun of Potter all over the place. Well, there's a line that comes up quite a bit where in, in the movie. A bunch of people repeat it about like, you shouldn't have to do X yeah. while also having to crawl to Potter. Yeah. Get down on your hands and knees and right. crawl to Potter. So he leaves. He gives this big impassioned speech. He leaves him and Uncle Billy. And Billy's like, wow, you did a great job. And in the boardroom meeting, they make this decision that the only way the building alone will stay open is if Jimmy Stewart runs it. Right. Um, also, here's a question about the the office environment at the building alone. What's with that crow? I, 
Dude, the fucking... I mean, hey, it's 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 a raven, by the way. It's oh, a, it's a raven? Played by Jimmy the Raven, who was in a bunch of Capra movies, apparently. Wow. What the fuck? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, it's me, uh, Jimmy the Raven. I'm worth $10 million. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, but, I don't know what to tell you. I just really like birds. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. But there's like this weird thing where like uh, Uncle Billy likes weird animals, I think. He's like an, an, an oh, odd collector. Oh, the rumors are true? <laughs> yes. rumors are yeah, dude, welcome. he lives in a big fucking fish tank. <laughs> <laughs> we, will live, we will talk about the rumors in a little while. But there, but I think it, it's just like you're trying to like show that this business is going to survive. There's a fucking raven in there waiting to pull the eyes out of your head. It's Exactly, he's waiting to pick the bones of this operation clean. I was waiting for him to let it go eventually, and then go out like the old man from Shawshank. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, that was yeah. my that was my dream when I was rewatching it. Um, so of course he Jimmy the Raven, by the way, yeah, Wikipedia oh, entry. Wow, a full page. Wait, hold on. He appeared in more married than- Gloria Graham. <laughs> <laughs> he appeared the in Secretary more- of the Interior in 1978. <laughs> what? He appeared in more than 1,000 feature no, films no from way. the 1930s to the 50s. He first appeared in You Can't Take It With You. Uh, he's this, He landed on the Scarecrow and the Wizard of Oz. Like, what? This guy worked like a fucking porn star. A thousand movies? <laughs> well, no, this bird is Hollywood royalty. Does and he have a star? He better have a star. Well, And then Tarantino gave him a bit part in Jackie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Just his feet, though. <laughs> Those are some hot talons. Jimmy the Raven had 21 stand-ins, 15 of which were f- female, who would not fi- who would fill in for him when the scene did not require any tricks or movement. Or if it wasn't a close-up on bird genitalia. Jimmy the Raven received a Red Cross gold medal for, uh, for 200 hours spent entertaining veterans after the war. What? Did Is the that- Raven go on, like, USO tours? <laughs> I think stuff? he did. Hey, look, everyone. It's a Raven. Yeah. All right, well, we have to apologize. These strippers aren't coming, but look at this raven's pretty sharp. <laughs> you can uh, fly in a circle. <laughs> I'm uh, uh, Bob Hope. I'm uh, so happy to be here with you tonight. I'm going to tell some jokes. Uh, it's a real honor to be opening for Jimmy the Raven. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, Did he sing America the Beautiful? I don't, I don't know what's going thing. on. What's going on? How he, did he die? Was it a Hollywood scandal? <laughs> His pills. <laughs> Uh, no, he. Uh, it was he, mysterious. There were like pills found in his anus. It was so actually it was crazy, like, dude. He was he was cut in half and left in a field. <laughs> no, <laughs> they God. never solved no, it. No, like everything else, Robert Wagner did it. Oh my God! <laughs> he was on the boat. You think birds can't fly underwater? <laughs> Go for a swim, Jimmy. <laughs> it's me, Natalie Wood, Robert Wagner, and Jimmy the Raven. <laughs> Oh, man, if only. They would have pinned it on Jimmy the Raven. Yeah, that's actually true. I will say right now, if he doesn't have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, let's get a petition going for Jimmy the Raven, because you know there's a bunch of weirdo, golden age of Hollywood obsessives that would like to fight for that. replace Trump's. (laughs) Oh, yes, Yes, with Jimmy the Raven. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) The only thing they say here, uh, he has his footprints and shined in cement at a large Los Angeles pet store alongside Lassie and other Hollywood animal stars. So that's nice. I can't believe there's that much to come out of the fucking bird in the <laughs> office in this movie. Don't worry about it, man. What, was there another, like, was there an, a sequel to Jimmy the Raven also called Jimmy the Raven? Because for Lassie, right, there was, a, there was like four oh, yeah, of those. Oh, yeah, ten Lassies. Yeah, a lot of Lassies. Bullshit, dude. Uh, <laughs> Pick a different name. 
So um, we kind of flash forward. He sends Harry off to college with the, the money that mm-hmm. he would have sent. Oh, he right. becomes a football star. You know, oh, he's, he's fucking fucking everybody. Yeah, fucking and, and suck until the sun comes up. Don't worry about he it. Comes he's back, having a great time. He comes back married, and it's and he, and like even Jimmy no Stewart's one like, is invited to this fucking wedding. Exactly, this guy sent you to fucking college. He's even like, ha ha. He's, he's like joking around. He's like, oh, why don't you tell somebody next time? Well, it's like, no, yeah, I think. Uh, it, uh, it, Go ahead. The wedding might have involved a shotgun. Oh, I see. Oh, he got into trouble in college, you think, Chris? <laughs> yes. A little bit That's of trouble? Like, well, he's going to go work at a glass factory in Rochester, <laughs> which is exactly what something like Matt Dillon in the house that Jack built would do for a life. <laughs> When he was covering up his other crimes, I mean, we'll, yeah. we're going to get into this fucking glass factory horse <laughs> shit. But it's a thing where uh, there's two things. One, I think there is a high probability that Chris is correct. But also, I think another thing is the wedding massive industry that we know it as. They didn't saying. really exist, yeah. and it's like, oh, you got married? That's cool. Yeah, well, because you didn't have I to fucking so. spend. A, yeah. Oh, thank God we didn't have to fucking shell out for right. this. Thank you so much. I guess eloping was more of a thing, but like. I don't know. I think you should let your close yeah your family, family know, like especially oh, your no. brother who's literally holding a bag for you right. for four years. Yeah, you're right. Um, so <laughs> he comes back. It's all this is all at the train station. It's a really nice shot. Um, it's also really awkward though because Jimmy Stewart is just like. Uh, oh, that's right, Uncle Billy. He's going to come back here. He's going to take over the building and loan. I got a good job for him set up. And then fucking finally, <laughs> I can enter higher education. I could, I'm 29 years old. I can step foot out of fucking Bedford goddamn falls. <laughs> and he's constantly telling people like, uh, uh, just like, Oh yeah, well, you know, most of my friends have, they've finished college already. Yeah. So I'm, I've got, and like, I cannot. I cannot imagine having the like bottomless well of positivity and forward thinking that George Bailey has. It's like Ned Flanders. Well, I mean, the, he has that scene where it's him and Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen and they're drinking blue <laughs> milk. And right. He's like, well, I want to. Most of my friends have gone to the academy already, Uncle Owen. Can I? Can I go? He's like, well, it's just well, it's just one more year. Harvest is what I need you the most. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, are we we did a whole episode on Star Wars on Patreon.com slash We Hate Movies that you can find right now for $5 and you get a ton of extra there awesome stuff. We're, we're doing a bunch of remakes of It's a Wonderful Life. Like Back to the Future borrows heavily oh, oh, from this. Well, Back to oh, the yeah. Future 2. Both of them. The well, gra- but- that grave scene from Back to the Future 2 is in this in this movie. Yeah. No, I'm well, saying that's also like the a, majority of Back to the Future 2 in the all of alternate 1985 is positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But the entire the, thing. Also it's 2018 like, and 2019. <laughs> Real life. Uh so but uh he meets his wife and his wife is like, "Oh, yes, um we love Harry. My father loves him even more. He got this great job at a glass factory." Oh, hold up a second, Blondie. What the fuck did you say about a glass factory? <laughs> and he's, and he's like, he's Who's my start- brother blowing glass? <laughs> Um, and she's like, it's going to be great. And then uh, Harry comes up and says, no, 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 George. I haven't said yes to anything yet, which is a horseshit fucking Oh, yeah, yeah. he's Harry, you shit. fucking snake. Well, well, that's, you know what? <laughs> he can have this conversation with him, but it better be in fucking private. And it be- you better be ready for a four-hour conversation. Mm-hmm. Not just like, hey, I'm at the train station. <laughs> Guess what? I got a job, buddy. But it's also like, not for nothing. Are you kidding me? I mean, like, if he's like, look, uh, 
you know, George, I know you've been holding the bag. I know we had an agreement, but I literally just the New York Giants or whatever the fuck. Just I'm a football star. I, it's an opportunity yeah. I can't turn down. That, yeah, right. Or like difference. I've got to do this crazy thing. Like it's a million dollars. It's a fucking job at a glass factory. Get out of here. Do like, research. It went to what? Uh, we glass. figured it out. It's Whoa. glass. We did it. We hey, made uh, glass. Harry, did you figure out if those shards were sharp? <laughs> we must do research into the glass factory because the only man who had the recipe for blowing the glass died and he didn't tell anyone about it. Uh, lesser known Herzog film called Heart of Glass. Well, oh. it's, it's a good one. That's the plot it's, of it's that film. entirely a Werner Herzog singing the Blondie song. <laughs> yeah. It's really, uh, he's going to be a real hotshot down at the glass factory. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? I don't know, maybe. Glass futures were big back then. Is she he, she is, even says like it's not that much money now, but it uh, could be big in a couple of years. And right, like, like uh, he's got room to move. Is he a yeah, war veteran already now? No, no, the, the, not no. yet. That's he will, next. That's okay, a, yeah. the so, war but, hero portion of the film, everyone. Yeah, so he winds up. He winds up. You know, it's like okay, fine. I guess I and it, you know he gets kind of guilted into it. It's like well, this is what my brother wants to do. You know what I mean? I guess right. I will yet again put my dreams not even on hold. I'll just pretty much could put them. I will. He, I will erase them. He kind of becomes bitter at this point. Obviously, right. well, it's right been a after fucking decade, by the way, dude, he becomes bitter and drunk right here. Only after, at the last second, organizing a fucking wedding reception. They're having a party at the house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At the Bailey house. He's like, oh, we got to throw you a big fucking party now, I guess. Well, whoopty fuck. Would you like me to lay on the floor? You can walk over my back. (laughs) I want you to have another fucking Charleston contest on my fucking back. You piss on my face, Harry. (laughs) Oh, you need to cut the cake? You can take the knife out of my shoulder blade, you fuck. Seriously. I mean, like, yeah, Harry is one of the world's biggest fucking pieces of shit. So, Ugh. like, we're having this party. Uh, his mother, George's mother, comes up to like, you know, that Mary, uh, whatever her maiden name is, is asking for you. Yeah. Um, you know, you should go over there. Call on her, you know. This is one of those moments where I'm like, holy fuck, are you really doing this? So they're having this conversation. Yeah. Hatch, and then, by the way, is the, the maiden name. Gotcha. Yeah. Mary uh, Hatch. Uh, so Jimmy Stewart is, like, sarcastically saying... Yeah, mother, I'm going to go out for a night of uh, passionate necking, which is like telling your mother you're going to do anal tonight at the time. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. Jesus. And I ain't going to wrap it up. <laughs> uh, what yeah. will be, will be. <laughs> I was actually shocked because he, he, he sends Uncle Billy off and he's like, yeah, he get, puts his hat on. It's a fun, like, drunk Uncle Billy because this guy's a full-blown fucking three-bottle-a-day alcoholic. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and he uh, goes up. I thought he was getting in the car, but he, he's, like, he's just walking. Well, no, he's did, go. you, did you read the thing about this, though? Because, like, the, the, the shot is we're outside of the Bailey house, and he's like, oh, you're going to walk that way, Uncle Billy, you fucking burden to us all. Good night. <laughs> and I guess... Hey, ha- the bridge is that way. <laughs> Somebody on the set, like... A prop master or something knocked a bunch of shit over, yeah. and there was a huge sound that got picked up on the microphone, yeah. and Jimmy Stewart starts laughing. Yeah. The guy playing Uncle Billy had the foresight to try to save the take, yeah. to say, like, that's all right, I'm okay. Yeah. And Capra left the whole thing in. Now, 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 Billy, don't you, don't you get your crow drunk again. <laughs> don't you do it again. You hear me, Billy? My crow likes beer. Look. <laughs> oh, Uncle Billy. Ugh, fucking little creep ass. <laughs> so uh, he winds up, 
calling on Mary Hatch um, as his, at his mom's behest. He is drunk at this point, right? That, he's that's... wasted, but also he just wanders because there's a weird thing where he's like, I'm going to walk that way. And she's like, Mary's house is this way. Yeah. And he's like, fuck you, you meddling bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he he bumps into Violet. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Who, yeah, dude. And, Violet. And, and he is ready to go, and she is ready to go at first until he, he lets it go. Oh, take your shoes off. And, and go barefoot in the fields. And yeah. she's disgusted by this. Oh, my God. Not only is she disgusted by it, the entire town stopped to listen to him try to pick up this girl, and they're laughing at Not, him. Hold on. He interrupts a yes. threesome yep. that was about to happen. Yep. It's-, it's insane, though, dude, because these two guys are, like, talking to Violet, and then, like, she goes to say hi to Jimmy Stewart, and the guy's like, are you fucking kidding me? And the older dude is just like, no, 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 I've seen this a hundred times. Just hang out. She'll be back. No, no, no. He's probably going to say something about walking barefoot up a hill. She's going to get disgusted and walk away while the whole town laughs at him. Then when she comes back, Eiffel Tower time. Yes. Oh, Ready for that high five, bud. Oh, it is, it's disgusting. Yeah. Like, like, why would you fucking have that? Like, that's. I'm sorry. This is not a Christmas film. <laughs> oh, hi, Vi. Can I see your touchies for a while? Oh, I, yeah. I just want to look at your wet feet in the snow. <laughs> I guess in I guess in defense of 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 what they would say, it's like oh she had suitors lined up and yeah, you know, they yeah. weren't actually about to go to you know yeah go but, <laughs> but yeah I guess it's the subtext yeah. right in any event he does wind up wandering over to Mary's house he's wasted he's bitter he's tired his brother just fucking literally ruined his wonderful life again for the second time uh, and you know he calls on her and Mary is. I mean, this is all... She's yelling at him out the window. She is. She calls him in. And I mean, because this girl is fucking thirsty. And also, this is a a defense for why anyone should have sex in college. You shouldn't be holding on to, like, some night you had with some guy four years ago. Like, that's why you go to college. You figure shit out. You get a couple of boyfriends. Get, you Stop get, the thirst. Get quenched. Totally. You get a couple of boyfriends under your belt, and you, you know, then you figure you figure yourself out there in the process. But no, she's like, she puts on the fucking album "Buffalo Girls." Would you come out Jesus. tonight? She's got Jesus. a sign that says George Bailey's got a lasso of the moon. This lady's fucking nuts it's, at this point. It's the movie "The Loved Ones." If anybody's seen it, which is great, <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, yeah, it's it's creepy. It's real. It's like a whatever happened to. Uh, Baby, Baby Jane, Jane. Yes, exactly. type situation where she's just obsessed with the past. It's really, really I'm weird. Surprised she didn't come up with caked up makeup all over her face and weird <laughs> lipstick. And I was in a Three Stooges short once. <laughs> so she winds up. She like is laying it on real thick. He's not having it because he's drunk and he's angry. I guess Sam Wainwright is also kind of trying to get in there a little bit. Well, this was the thing. Um, because this this part in oh, by the way, Sam Rain- Winwright is uh, the father of Loudon Winwright the third, right? And, of course, uh, Rufus and Rufus, 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 yeah. Sam Wainwright is trying to get into everything, yeah, well, whatever that's what this, he can get. This reminded me a lot of a very similar film in the sense that it's not a Christmas movie, but a second of it takes place at Christmas, so people watch it at Christmas, sure. Which is Meet Me in St. Louis, and there's mm-hmm. a no- there's a very similar scene where it's like. Uh, you know, they're they're yelling at, uh, uh, what's her face, Judy Garland. They're like, you know, oh, you got to fucking hang by the phone, man, because he's going to be calling you from college. Yeah. So you got to have your, you got to spend your whole <laughs> night just waiting for some dweeb to call you on the phone because <laughs> it's going to cost $37,000 to make this phone Jesus. call. 
And uh, the, yeah, her mom is like, you know, Sam Wainwright's going to call you. You know what? Oh, these meddling parents. It's uh, disgusting. Wainwright calls. And like, it's this weird thing. Like, Stuart's about to leave because, like, all right, Wainwright's calling, whatever. Yeah. And she's like trying to make him jealous for a second. And then like, uh, Wainwright's like, oh, my buddy George is there. Put him on the phone. And hee-haw, this- by the way. Did I say hee-haw <laughs> yet? I've been on the phone for 20 seconds. I got to say my catchphrase. Did your mother hear the hee-haw? <laughs> Maybe get her down here and I'll hee-haw again for her. I mean, thank God that guy got rich that's the only way he was ever gonna get laid <laughs> yeah absolutely paying for it <laughs> so he's i mean it's this weird it's a scene that kind of makes sense but it's very weird where like sam is trying to get them both to get in on his plastics idea right but as they're doing it they're falling in love i guess well because like idea. it's a proximity situation yeah. again oh, because I the see. fucking horny barometer is exploding gotcha. at this point so it's like oh my god they because he wants oh, my them both risky to- dick is wearing off <laughs> hold on got myself a throbber going on oh, god. oh wow a surprise throbber <laughs> thought I was done for the night. Because like, he's like, I want you both to hear this proposal so they have to get to, next to the telephone receiver. And yeah, it's like a proximity thing. Like, they're just there. He's smelling her. Yeah, sure. You know, you know, she's probably got some nice perfume on. And yeah. it's just like that. Oh, and she's digging it. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they boy. just, they're, they're ready to go. Right before this, Donna Reed and the mother have a fucking hilarious exchange where the mother is at the top of the stairs and she's like, who's down? Mary? Who's down there? Oh, yeah. And she goes, it's George Bailey, mother. He's making violent love to me. <laughs> the fact that this old woman doesn't throw up down the staircase was very surprising. Doesn't set the house on fire. Uh, oh, I've had violent love. <laughs> it was with the Kaiser. And... He used that hat. Oh, the passion. Uh, Merry Christmas, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so they uh, wind up, um, they get married because they, they like each other. And he's like 25. She's about now 22, which is very close. Dodge that bullet. Mm, dude. You, she was, she bullet. was a year away from being an old maid. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so she, <laughs> She's going to be wearing a wig made out of cobwebs in another week. <laughs> so she, they get married. And again, here oh, we go. God. We are about to go on our honeymoon. We're fucking thrilled. Ernie, the cab driver, is going to take us out of town. They've got $2,000 in the fucking kitty, by the way. That's like... That's like ten eighteen grand. million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I really feel like this is a Truman Show situation. If Jimmy Stewart like gets in a boat, he's gonna hit. A, he's gonna hit the edge <laughs> of it, break through the side. Ed, yeah. Ed Harris is just like, oh, George Bailey. I've watched you your whole life. <laughs> and if I don't see you later, uh, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Cue the moon. <laughs> Giovanni's like, oh, you sure? <laughs> oh shit. Oh, but I like this guy. He seems like, oh, shit. Uh, so, no, uh, they're about to leave. You know, they're about to get to the train station. It's a beautiful, they had a beautiful wedding. They're madly in love. They're going to go to New York. They're going to go to London and all sorts of great, cool shit. And, of course. Whoa, wait a second. I'm sorry. Because in, inflation fascinates me. Oh, yeah. Of oh, course. yeah. It's crazy. $2,000 in 1946 in 2017. $25,534. What? Yep. This yeah. is the take that they got from their when, wedding. When Uncle Billy later in the film loses eight grand in today in today's money, I read on the train this morning that it's $110,000. <laughs> yeah, that dude should be in jail. He absolutely should. That is insane. So, anyway, sorry. And, and they should murder Potter, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. The Great Depression is just about to hit, I guess, is the idea. Right. And, and like um, everyone is rushing to the bank, to, or to the building and loan to pull their money out. 
Right. And like Jimmy Stewart's like fucking work. It's like it's like you're about to go and you're an idiot. You check your work email real quick. Yep. And it, you got like three exclamation points and you got to be like, all right, I got to deal with this. What? And Mary knows the score, though. She's like, please don't. Please don't go back there. Just, just get back in yeah. the cab. Just, get back in the, get the cab. cab. And let's enjoy ourselves for fucking once in our goddamn lives. Let's just go on this trip. I want to know every nook and cranny of your fucking body. <laughs> every last hit. You want a nook of my throbber? I. I want to know if this town has an exit. That's what I want to know. Is there a way out of this town? Only yep. Harry knows it. It's like a <laughs> tunnel system or something. I'm sure Harry was too fucking busy to go to the wedding, by the way. Oh, oh sorry. Glass factory's got me real busy. Yeah. The cab driver has a creeptacular line right here. Did you catch this? Oh, yeah. He's Ernie? Like, <clears throat> Ernie himself, wow. dude. He's got a line right here because they get in the cab. It says, just married. They're in the back kind of canoodling or whatever. And she's like, here's how we're going to spend this fucking $2,000, George Bailey. You're going to have enough throbbers to last a lifetime or like whatever whatever they're saying sure this dude says uh he's looking in the mirror at them and he goes if uh either of you two see a stranger around here it's me (laughs) (laughs) and then he says uh some nights I clean off the blood. Some nights I clean off the cum. <laughs> ignore, ignore the camera, folks. It's just there for, for, for security reasons. <laughs> One day a real rain will come and wash, just wash the scum off the streets. Of Bedford Falls? <laughs> yes. Uh, so they're doing a run on the bank, they call it, when everyone's trying to get out. Uh, Jimmy Stewart goes in there, and this is the famous, oh, your money's not here. It's at Tom's house and Bill's house. This is also, it's a weird... This is happening at the same time Potter is staging a coup in where he's taken over the bank. Yeah. yeah. He, he already how is bu- this a thing? How do you buy a bank? Oh, I mean, oh ask, they do it all the time. Ask man. Jeff Bezos, dude. Did he buy a bank? No, but I well, mean, he like, bought he, a newspaper. He, he bought a newspaper. He bought a, he bought New York. So I mean, like you can just do what you want. If you, gotta, if you have enough money, you could buy. It's something. just so insane. Also, also I don't like, know how like things like the stock market work. So yeah. it's you know whatever. He was also like, oh, because he calls him up, and his thing is like, hey, look, um, you know, if if any of your people want their money back, they can come over to me, and I'll give them fifty cents on the dollar for it. Fucking savage deal. <laughs> and fucking Potter is like, oh, do you want me to send some cops over to your place? I'm like, dude, you got the cops in your pocket, kid. I. Own- own the police. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, like, no, I, you know what, Potter? You're nothing but an old fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you suck shit, Potter. <laughs> you suck shit in your ugly mouth. He says something <laughs> like, uh, you know, because mobs can get pretty out of hand, Mr. Bailey. Uh, he hangs up on him and like, the idea is that they could stay open the whole day; that'll all work out, or some nonsense. I mean, right? Because like the bank will reopen next week, so presumably it's Friday night yeah. or something. Oh yeah, I get you. So it's, they just have to stay up till five or till six, rather. So they're doing that, and they like this is the thing where it's like, all right, I, uh, and of course Donna Reed's like, well, we we do have this two thousand uh, dollars. This is insane. It's <sighs> so it's like, insane. They're like, oh, great idea. So it's like. Who wants what? To, who, what'll get you through the next week before the bank opens? Because right. Venmo doesn't exist just yet. I can't really. <laughs> Not just yet. No one has debit cards. So, like, literally, if the bank closes, there your money is gone. This is why, like, man, cash. What a pointless thing. <laughs> so <laughs> it just uh, is. In any event, he gives. He starts giving out all this money, and like they, you know, he gives away all of his money. They have two dollars left. 
He goes, uh, oh, God, this is the saddest thing. Ernie and Bert the cop are like, oh, hey, dude, you want to come back to your house? Like, what house? And like uh, earlier in the movie, Donna Reed had said like, oh, I love that old house. The house they're throwing rocks at. Like, that I would, that's my dream to live there. Mm-hmm. They go to this fucking dilapidated fucking, the fucking old insane asylum. These people have now hung um, like travel posters and stuff on, yeah. in every God. window. They, and just to make it seem like they're going I, somewhere, even though they're not and they never will. Dude, and talk about haunted honeymoon. This is fucking great. This is like a fight club house, dude. <laughs> it is. Fucking water pouring in every nook and cranny is just dis- disgusting. But the, wor- the worst of it all is fucking George and Mary are about to bone. Yeah, and then, totally. And fucking we cut and Bert and Ernie are outside singing some Perry Como horse shit. And I'm like, these people are trying to fuck to this, buddy. <laughs> like, it, you should, you'd be better off doing, you know, my neck, my back, lick <laughs> my pussy and my crack. Well, that's when uh, when when Eric got married, we all hung outside of his hotel. When Eric lost his virginity right after he got married, we all yeah, hung yeah, outside. I saved, obviously, I saved myself till marriage. Yeah, of course, everyone <laughs> did. Um, as, as did I. I actually just got married last uh, last month. I finally lost my virginity. It's really I was saying congratulations. It was fantastic. Um, we all sang out. We did a little barbershop quartet because yeah. A, we wanted to make it romantic for him and yeah. B, we wanted to hear it. Except I mean, we're just buddies. We want to hear it. <laughs> I can't get a throbber without hearing that. <laughs> Let me see that thong. Thong, thong, thong. I just can't imagine, uh, like the guys. Like, I'm popping a tent already. Just <laughs> stop. Like your hometown pitching in to get you wet. But also the funny thing is, I think the, the idea is like Ernie, the cab driver, is there to drive him. But Bert, the cop, was there to fucking clean that house out out of vagrants. He came yes. in oh, with yep. a fucking nightstick and well, it was like, "What's all? It's moving a- along. This is George Bailey's house. <laughs> Where I lived here with twenty goddamn years. George Bailey. Or, he, he no, someone gotta- else is trespassing and having sex." <laughs> here tonight move along the cop is like fucking shooing a bunch of raccoons out of the living room <laughs> so they stay they uh clearly they had sex they have to have a million kids at this point absolutely uh, at what point does pot does potter offer him a job it's kind of around it's it's pretty much right around here yeah it's, um i don't know if it's another time jump or what if he no he doesn't have kids yet it's like the, 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 that's right this is when they build uh, Bailey Field or Bailey whatever Bailey Park Bailey Park He's yeah. yeah he starts being like kind of successful like taking the show out on the road a little bit and, like developing this like affordable housing for people He's selling his houses to Italians of all people oh. What? what? <laughs> yes it's a uh, we meet Mr. Martini and they're giving a whole like speech like it's really nice like Donna Reed's like this bread will, will for your ha- for your family this salt will always give your life flavor and this wine it will yeah. blah 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 uh, yeah which is very nice and it's on this it's a on Martini's daughter's wedding day, so he can't refuse anybody. That's, that's absolutely right. So he, George Bailey, asks Martini uh, to strangle Mr. Potter with <laughs> uh-huh. piano wire. Luca Brazzi. Oh, Luca Brazzi. Come on, Luca. Uh, Don Bailey, I am uh, very honored to be attending this today at your daughter's wedding. Oh, oh. Uh, oh God. Oh god! You know what? Get the Russians. They cut throats in fucking barber shops just as, <laughs> as good as we do. Honestly, just fucking do it. This is a fucked up part though, because while they're like doing this whole ceremony yeah. or whatever for the Martini family, who rolls up? Oh, fucking- but- 
fucking uh, beep beep Mr. Hee Haw <laughs> and he's like a bajillionaire and this is kind of like a gray matter situation why because it's like the, like George Bailey is Walter White oh yeah, yeah. and he's yeah, like right. no 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 I don't want to get involved in your fucking That's plastics right. gray matter situation motherfucker get out of here with that yep. scam and here he comes like, oh, cool. That's pretty quaint, George. You're helping Italians find housing. <laughs> I just made $25 million last year. Bye. They're like going to go on their own trip. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you fucking piece of shit. Oh, God, I fucking hate that guy. I hope the goddamn car goes off a goddamn bridge. <laughs> oh, he's better go to that house and throw some rocks. <laughs> I better go home and throw rocks at my house. So, uh... Potter invites him over for a meeting, and it's like, listen, you've beaten me, George Bailey. Everyone in the town hates me at this point. <laughs> Dude, listen, that is a great listen, line. Mission accomplished. He's like, I'm an old man, and most people hate me. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hand it to Potter, though, man. This guy doesn't give a fuck about anything. You could like take a bunch of shit and smear it on Potter's window, and he'd be like, well, whatever. I'm still worth a hundred times you. And he's like, "Well, you know, what do you make, Bailey? Uh, Fifty dollars?" He's like, "Forty-five." <laughs> and uh, he's like, well, get he, your details right, Potter. And basically, that—that's a equivalent of twenty grand. He's like, well, what if I were to give you a job working for me for uh, twenty thousand dollars a year, which is two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year? <sighs> take yeah. it. Just take Just it. Just take it, dude. Just take <laughs> it. Sorry, dude. Sink it from the inside. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. Uh, just be a horrible employee. <laughs> and also, like, you know, Potter doesn't have anybody. Maybe he turns the reins over to you when he dies, which, I mean. Which you could, f- you know where the poison pills are kept at the <laughs> druggist. That's Get Gower true. involved in there. No, yeah, Get dude, old Ben Gower. Come on, Gower Mr. Treatment. Gower. Come on. You you always hated Mr. Potter, right? The whole fucking town does. Oh, I got a nice big cup of tea for you, Mr. Potter. <laughs> now have one of your new kids. Send it over. Be fine. <laughs> the new boy. So uh, he turns it down. It's, oh, he, it's funny. He's about to do it. He's like, oh, I got to talk to my wife. He shakes his head, and he's like, this is fucking disgusting, this old fucking snake. Dude, and then he gives awesome. another speech about what a piece of shit. Yeah. You're a spider. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Oh, it's so great, though, because like the look, of, he's like physically disgusted yeah. that he touched this person. Yeah. It's Mr. Great. Potter, you suck shit through a straw. <laughs> <laughs> he goes home to tell Mary all about it. Mary's like, guess what? I'm pregnant. And then we cut to, so- now we're cutting to Christmas Eve, right? No, no, no. This is the the war. Montage. Oh, the war is about. Yeah. See, that's yes. what I'm talking about. This right. isn't a Christmas movie. But quick thing about this bedroom scene. Uh huh. So like he spends this like time with Mr. Potter or whatever. It's late at night when he gets home. Yeah. Donna Reed is already asleep, and he's like taking off his 19 piece suit, uh-huh. thinking about the offer that Mr. Potter gave, and then all of a sudden, quietly from the bed, you hear the signal. Buffalo girl, won't you come out yeah. tonight? Like she's pretending to be asleep, but then it's like, hey, hey. I'm singing our song. It's Let's a, get fucking. It's, it's wait, a classic you up. So wait, is, <laughs> the, is, is, wait, is the buffalo gals his penis? <laughs> no, it's just the sign. Dude. Oh, uh, like but if it's you, not, when you hear that song, you better get your hot throbber ready. So it's not a direction or anything. No, no, no. no. Okay. It's just like when you hear that tune. I'm ready to go. Okay. And also, guess what? I'm pregnant, so now I can't get pregnant again. Let's yep. go for it. Let's man. do it. Like right, no, no time like the present. I mean, you just burned down all the bridges, so let's go and do it. <laughs> and I do love, but this movie because it's in 1946. We said this was 
when it came out. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the war. Of course, you have to have like a long war sequence about, and everyone pitched it. Like Ernie the cab driver did this, and Bert the cop right. did that. There's like a montage of like this whole town came. Bert the together. cop ran an internment camp. Like all sorts of <laughs> everyone's a hero. George Bailey was declared 4F, but just to make sure he got out of the war, for some reason he declared allegiance to Germany. <laughs> Really sealed the deal on that he, one. He started something called the Boot Camps. I said I wanted to travel, not die. <laughs> uh, and, uh, oh, sorry. He becomes, well, George, like, it's a weird thing where it's like, even though George Bailey couldn't serve in the war, he did his part. And he, like, becomes an air raid warden and he's organizing all of these, like, rubber drives yeah. and plastic drives. But the fucking crazy thing is they say that Mr. Potter. Yes. Became the head of the draft board in town? And he's like, 1A. Yeah. 1A. I will send you to die. <laughs> oh, you, you're gone. You, you're going right to the front line. Oh, the Koch brothers are going to draft us into something by the end of this shit, dude. Oh, probably. In the <laughs> robot wars, dude. <laughs> you, you called me a pig monster. <laughs> His One laundry a. list of people who have insulted him or crossed him over the years. My son is eight years old. One A. <laughs> His kickball came into my backyard. One A. And of Meanwhile, course, he's also selling machine parts to Germany. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, my coffee's a little cold. One egg. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> uh, but so, of course, Harry Bailey is this, like, ace fighter pilot. He saves a ship full of people at one point that's about to get bombed. He's about to, uh, and now we're on Christmas. He's about, he, about, he just gets the Congressional Medal of Honor. Right. And George isn't even in fucking invited. His mother goes, which yep. is fine. But, like, can I just ask? Hey, uh, Miss. Hey, Mr. Truman. Can I have my brother come too, please? Is it uh, I have literally two people in my family. No, no, no. Fuck Uncle Billy. I have two people in my family. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, Uncle Billy, my ass, dude. It's one of those things where it's like, don't you know what? Don't even bother trying to get a seat for Uncle Billy. He's not going to even remember it. It's going to be a waste of a seat. Leave him at home uh, or really, kill him. I do think the Truman Show thing is like real, or like he just can't. Leave that town, right? Yeah, it just stops. It's physically he can't like he can't even. That's the thing. He doesn't ever takes a weekend. It's never like oh, we did a weekend down in even Seneca Falls or yeah, something. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, anything. We, we went to Go Canada to see for, Niagara. Exactly. Do I, something. I started buying cocaine free from the pharmacy. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Oh, you could just buy cocaine from the heroin. Pharmacy. You could fucking yep. load up on heroin at the what time. time. Maybe that's how alive. Gower stayed alive, man. He kept himself fucking neat. Oh, he's just fucking pickled like Shane McGowan. <laughs> oh, grandson, you got me a fruitcake. One A. <laughs> the war is over, Mr. Potter. One A. <laughs> so with less than an hour left in the movie, yeah. we finally get to Christmas <sighs> Eve. It's Christmas Eve, and Uncle Billy is being an asshole. Again, Uncle Billy's got eight... Th Why you would ever... There's eight grand we have to deposit by the end of the day. Yep. Why it there's three fucking people in that four people in that office, including George Bailey and the fucking crow. I would give it to I would so give it to Jimmy the Raven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Raven, excuse me. But like he's like, why you would give eight grand to Uncle Billy to deposit? I have no fucking clue. Yeah, who is that woman? What's that other little mousy guy? Yeah. Eustace or whatever I mean, that guy's name is. Just it's not just eight thousand. You know, hundred and ten thousand dollars <laughs> right. is a day's money. Right, you're right. And, and he's fucking just walking crazy. around with it. And he's filling out the deposit slip, and Mr. Potter comes in, and he's got the newspapers. Like, you see that, Mr. Potter? The Bailey boys did all right, and he's like, he. 
has to be a little fucking asshole about it. He's, yep. he's wasted already. He knows. He sent them there. <laughs> exactly. Everyone knows. <laughs> in any event, he winds up um, in this kerfuffle. He creates Uncle Billy creates this entire situation and he gives Potter the paper but while he gives him the newspaper he wraps up the envelope with the money and now Potter has the money Mm -hmm. and he goes to the fucking teller window and he's like well it looks like you're forgetting something Uncle Billy that money and he goes and this movie should be about Uncle Billy immediately committing suicide absolutely if anyone's on the bridge it should be Uncle fucking Billy without a doubt it should be that SNL sketch where they go and fucking kill Potter (laughs) fuck this guy who gives a shit Bert's your friend the police will cover it up this is what's insane though is Uncle Billy's so fucking stupid he doesn't even recall like in all like Jimmy Stewart is taking he's like all right we're gonna retrace your steps you fucking old son of a bitch oh this is the best part of the week because Jimmy Stewart has had it with Uncle Billy (laughs) so frustrated the bank examiner is there and like it's the worst possible time but never in this like retracing of the steps does Uncle Billy say, oh, and by the way, when I was in the uh, the lobby of the bank, I talked shit to Mr. Potter's <laughs> face for 10 minutes. He doesn't mention anything about interacting with Potter. We didn't even bring up this fact. On top of all this shit, that he, uh, the baby Uncle Billy, uh, <laughs> he's got four kids in the era of two years. Oh, yeah. Well, all within uh, that. Uh, I mean, it is. It's Irish nuts. quadruplets, my friend. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, <laughs> she didn't get a fucking break. <laughs> they were filling out a fucking punch card at the hospital. It was. It, it, his name is George Bailey. I mean, come on. Yep. Yes. And like, he's like, you stupid ass. He's, he's like really giving it to Uncle Billy. And like, Uncle Billy is Despondent at this point. Where's the money, you silly, stupid old fool? Which is like, you piece of shit, fucking fuckbrain idiot. (laughs) I should have fucking killed you when I had the chance. This is also a big important detail here. Jimmy Stewart's like so excited that it's like fucking Christmas Eve or whatever. When he walks into the office, Violet is there. Gloria Graham. (laughs) <laughs> and he, she's like, oh, can I talk to you for a minute, George? And like, yeah. they go in his office. She gives him this whole fucking sob story about wanting to get out. This motherfucker gives her money yeah, that he doesn't have. That, that he, he doesn't, doesn't have. have. It's like money, like something with the, the building and loan, but then also just literally money out of his wallet. Exactly. You know, no, Violet, this is a loan. It's a fucking loan, goddammit. You know what a loan means, <laughs> don't you? Well, I mean, that's sort of the implication. That's what comes, everybody's thinking. When he comes out, he's got she kisses him on the cheek, and he's got lipstick on there, so it's like, we know what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, this is the, the other part of Uncle Billy. Like uh, Uncle Billy kind of goes away for the rest of the movie until the end. So Uncle, like he yells at Uncle Billy in his fucking flop house, and he's like, "You fucking idiot!" And he bankruptcy, leaves. scandal, and prison. And he's like, "I'm not going to jail, Billy. It's gonna be you," which is absolutely correct. Yep. Yes. Um, oh yeah. And like the this squirrel comes out of nowhere and hugs him. Did you see this scene? <laughs> squirrel? There's a squirrel because Uncle Billy's like an exotic yes. animal asshole. Uh-huh. He's got a squirrel in his house. The squirrel gives him a hug at the end of the scene. How I, you how you train a squirrel to do this? How many squirrels died on the set of it? It's a wonderful life. More important question, dude. How many screen creds does this squirrel have? <laughs> That's know. true. Also, Timmy the squirrel. Also, how many different kinds of animal shit are just caking oh, oh, his it office? Smells. It's, he's, Please he's a, tell he's a, me. It's a hoarder's house. It's a hoarder's uh, house. Uncle Billy, God damn it! you got to keep that office door closed. All the feces smells can, ruining the business. Can I walk into your office just one time and not have the floor be sticky? <laughs> Billy, <laughs> you talk to me. <laughs> So he's despondent. He's fucking furious. He goes home. This is a rough scene. It is a rough. I mean, like he's not having any of it. Yeah. No. Nope. His son, his oldest son, there is like 
asking for definition. He's like, I'm not a goddamn dictionary. That's awful. The other, the little, one of the little girls is playing the piano. She's practicing for their big party. He fucking flips out on mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Must you play that song? He's, and it, he's pissed off. Uh, the the youngest daughter Zuzu uh, is upstairs in bed with a cold. He fucking loses it on the teacher over the phone. Oh, I love that. Gets in the fucking fight with the teacher's husband on the phone. <laughs> like, if oh you my- think you're mad enough, you come over here and try it. <laughs> you try it, hotshot. <laughs> uh, there's also a great uh, a recurring gag in this movie that is a great ref in Christmas Vacation. Oh, the- where the the little knob on the railing keeps falling off, and then in Christmas Vacation, Chevy Chase takes the chainsaw too, which is fucking funny. Fix the new post. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he it, it's this whole thing like he's losing it. He's like, "Why must we live in this drafty, ramshackle piece of shit house?" Oh yeah, dude, he's taking it to this house hard. <laughs> Um, and he like he's got some like model display. He destroys it, and he leaves to go to have some drinks at Martinis. Which you know that's that's a good. You enough gotta idea. go to the watering hole after that, dude. There's yeah. nothing left but the watering hole. This is when the the teacher's husband knocks him out, knocks oh, his block yeah. off a little bit here. All right, he's like, wait, did you say you're George Bailey? Stand up for a second so I could slug you. He kind of looks like <laughs> the fucking killer, and I know what you did last summer. He's wearing he this slicker, does. Yeah. He's got a square jaw. <laughs> My son died last year. <laughs> I got this letter. I, I, I got the letter from the bank. I know what you did last summer. What? And you jerk you ran over my son. <laughs> you get over here right now. <laughs> um, George Bailey is bleeding. He's like, mm-hmm. he decided, he, he, that's, oh no, I'm sorry. He goes to Mr. Potter's yes, house. Yes, this is a crucial scene. He goes to Potter and he's like, hey, Potter, look, I'm in a real fucking jam here. What'll it take to get me out of this jam? He's like, well, Mr. Bailey, I I remember on numerous occasions you said that I suck shit. <laughs> you are strong, you I, said. I guess I can't give you any money. I'm too busy sucking shit. I couldn't possibly write a check right now. Oh, and, uh, what with oh, the, oh, the shit sucking? Oh, and, and what's that? I couldn't possibly write you a check for $8,000 with what's that? Let me check my notes real quick. That's right. My broken wheelchair dick. <laughs> well, well, how can I do anything now? You just tell me I'm canceled. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm canceled, Mister. So I mean, like, that's this scene, and he's basically like, he even says like, all over town they know about you and Violet. That's gonna get back. That's to you. fucked up. And also a crucial line that I think plants the seed in Bailey's yes. head right here is Potter is going over the financials, and he's like, well, apparently the payout on your life insurance claim in the event of a suicide, yeah. or not that he doesn't suicide. The- Potter's like, uh, the, the payout on your life insurance is this much money, which is more than you are actually worth. And he's like, so technically, Mr. Bailey, you're worth more dead than alive. <laughs> if you would just get out of the way, the rest of us could live happily. <laughs> get a tattooed on your forehead, Mr. Bailey. The bum's lost. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bailey. You want $8,000, you'll get $8,000, but you've got to go on the radio and say that you suck shit. (laughs) I want to hear it. I'll I'll, I'll suck your dick, all right? (laughs) Just tell me. Tell me what you want me to fuck. (laughs) Uh, And Potter fucking calls the cops on him, too. Yeah. He's like, well, the police will be looking for you, Mr. Bailey. So they leave. (laughs) Uh, He goes, this is when he goes to the bridge. And he's got this life insurance policy in his pocket. Bleeding from the mouth because that dude socked him in the bar. I don't know, like, 
suicide can't work with a life insurance policy, right? That that must make it null and void. I, th- I think it depends upon yeah. what plan you have. Yeah. And also, well, I think probably I think, I'll make it look like an accident. Bert would like help cover it up. I think. Oh, like, I see. Like, oh no, he slipped. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It was an accident. Yeah, yeah. he loved bridge watching. <laughs> uh, at this point, Clarence is back in the movie. Welcome back to the movie, Clarence. Jumps yeah. in the. The, the water. Um, well, because the film, after an hour and 40 minutes, finally fucking catches up <laughs> to where we started. Uh, and he jumps off a bridge. Uh, he jumps off the bridge, so Bailey goes to save him because Bailey's a good guy. Yep. Uh, and in doing so, they're in this like night watchman's mm-hmm. house or something. And now his <laughs> other ear is a trick ear, and now he's just deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I also love in, the, in this movie uh, that Violet gets a cold because her coat was open. I'm like, you don't know shit about science, everybody. That's, That's just a, the way it was back yeah. then, man. Like, if you even just went outside at a certain temperature, you're getting a cold. You're gonna get oh, a that's cold. a cold, mister. <laughs> oh, you didn't pray today? That's why you have cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is when he kind of reveals that he's an angel and blah, blah, blah. And is like, there a weird thing here where this bridge keeper's looking at Clarence and he's shocked about the genital situation? Uh, no, I don't think it's about the genital. Because oh, it's a bump down there? Because it's, yeah, exactly. Because, like, Clarence says something about, like, oh, unfortunately, this is the underwear I was wearing when I died, or like, whatever yeah. it is. And this bridge keeper's like, oh. <laughs> I think it's right. more about it's yeah. the antiquated underwear because he's a Mark Twain yeah, contemporary. Yeah, yeah. right. The, okay. bump, the bump comes with the wings. <laughs> oh, right. So you, you're. Ghost I'm, dick doesn't fall off I'm until a, you get your I'm wings. a second class angel. I've still got my cock. Clarence Oddbody, by the way, yeah. is his last yeah. name. Oh, maybe that's what, yeah. Maybe it's just fucking weird down there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was something I got in the Civil War. They yeah. called me Oddbody. Yeah, Clarence II is doing quite well down there. <laughs> oh. uh, so, yeah, this is what he said. Well, you know, I wish I was never born. Right. Which, so I mean, who is, hasn't? Who in I this think about that every fucking day. I wish I wasn't born. <laughs> Dude, where are the angels coming for you, Eric? Dude, I would, I, listen, I would not affect anyone. Just <laughs> you, take me. Just get you rid don't of know. me. That's, that's, what do you, know. that's what Jimmy thought. Well, he's a pillar of the community. <laughs> no one knows who I am. No one gives a fuck. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if Bert the cop said, I wish I was never born, nothing. Nah. <laughs> you would just disappear. There'd be a couple of more people on the street. Clarence that's is just the- like, okay. Well, because fucking God didn't hear it from the crowd. Oh, for, that, yeah, that's for true. For Bert. That's letter, true. Nobody had a letter writing campaign that really made a difference. <laughs> nobody called their senator. Uh, so their celestial senator. They wind up... Um, they go back to Martinis. This, yeah, he's like, "Well, well done, Mister ba- Mister Bailey." It's a very Twilight Zoney, like a little right. blink noise. Yeah, they go to they go to Martinis, but it's actually run by his bartender Nick, and now, now it's Nick's joint, right? And Nick's an asshole, man. Nick's a bit of a surly dick. Nick, Nick asshole. Nick is fucking employing Viggo Mortensen from Green Book. Yeah, like <laughs> this is it's a mafia fucking hangout. It That's, there's no two is. ways about it. Yeah. And uh, there's this whole thing about, like, you know, Stuart's like, give me a a double bourbon. And then, like, Clarence, because he's like, let me get a flaming. Well, it's not hot enough for that. Mulled wine he ends up trying (laughs) to order. Which is the thing. I love mulled wine. Unless you're at a place that on a menu specifies they have mulled wine. Fuck you, Clarence. This bar is a house. Yes, of course it is. That that is not a place for mold wine, nope. rum punches, sake, or anything else. Right, and that's what Nick specifies. Sake, Kevin. who'd you fight for in the war? <laughs> He's totally like, listen, Mister. 
this is where a place where white people that go to drink fucking dirty ass liquor and yeah. get fucked up. None of your mulled wine here, troublemaker. Yeah, he keeps calling him troublemaker very specifically. Mm, and then he calls them pixies. I think yeah. the the yeah. drink order too. Yeah, there's this whole like anti gay angle that that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it's just very much like get these get these pixies out of my bar. They get right. kicked out. Look here, you two. We got moonshine and fancy moonshine. That's it. <laughs> well, this is a fucked up part though because uh, before they get kicked out, Mister Gower walks into the bar. Oh, but yes. he's just like. He is a crippling drunk. Now he's Shane McGowan. Right. He's a, he's like a homeless person here. Well, he's they homeless. S- they're like, uh, they say something like, hey there, rummy, come here. And then like he gets fucking sprayed in the face with soda water. Biggest laugh of the night in my house. <laughs> Holy fuck, was that funny. But also because he did 20 years for killing that kid all, yep. that, all that time ago, which he should have anyway. And it's fucked up, though, because... Jimmy Stewart goes up to him. He's like, oh, Mr. Gower. What? Ha- oh, it's Mr. Gower, everybody. And then Nick is like, hey, man, that guy did fucking 20 years for killing a kid. Would you meet him in the joint? Which, <laughs> yeah. which is the highest sentence for a white man at the time. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, so he get, they both get kicked out. And I mean, like, the good thing, not the good thing, not the only good thing about this movie. I mean, what's interesting about this movie is like, A, like this whole like alternate timeline is very small, but also like Stewart gets to it really quickly. He figured like... In some of these movies, like where it's an alternate timeline, there's a ghost. Like sometimes it takes too long for the character to figure it the fuck out. Right. Like so, he starts getting clues right away, though, yeah. because he's like, "Oh, my ear works all of a sudden." That's right. Uh, the daughter Zuzu has given him like flower petals yes. that aren't in his pocket anymore. Zuzu petals, by the way, the Ford Failing character. That's it. Yep. yep. How about that? Uh, wow. If this movie was never born, um, <laughs> Ford Fairlane wouldn't have that. Um, but it's awesome though, dude. This this scene where he's running down the main street in in Bedford Falls, which is now Pottersville. There's a fucking sign that says Pottersville. I gotta tell you, man, I would rather go to Pottersville than Bedford Fall- Falls. What? Of there's course, bunch- there's gambling, there's porno bars. theaters, <laughs> girly shows. Man, come on! It looks like a no. happening town, dude. No. Your fucking shitty uncles in an insane asylum. <laughs> oh, that's the best line. They're like, oh yeah, your fucking uncle is in a is in the bug house. <laughs> Which he belongs there anyway. <laughs> Best case scenario for that fuck. I guess that's fair. That's uh, one good thing. That's yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, I'm doing the math here. Okay. Uh, Mr. Gower went to prison. He's a drunk. That's a negative. I like Mr. Gower. Uncle Billy in the insane asylum. Is it one of those crooked ones? <laughs> Is he getting abused? <laughs> Say. Oh, maybe I will never be born. Uh, plus or minus column. I don't know where this one goes. <laughs> Electroshock, eh? Not too shabby. Uh, while walking down Main Street, Violet is being arrested for just being, I guess, whatever. She showed her leg in the wrong establishment. Well, that's what I understand about the Violet arrest, though. It really must have been something. Yeah. Because, I come on, showing a, legs. She's a sex girl? worker now. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Arrested on charges because of being loose. There's yeah. now no middle class. Yes. It's right. Just, it's yeah. just the lower class of yes. Potter, like, yeah. which is the Trumpian dream. There's a, exactly. It's just you exactly and everybody right. else. Um, they, so what really takes George and like sells him on the situation is he sees the cab driver and he's like, 
you know, like, hey, Nick, take me home. Mm. Uh, Ernie, like, by the way. Or Ernie, pardon yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. And Nick is the bartender. Yeah. He's like, yeah, Ernie, take me home. You know where I live. 320, whatever the fuck. And the guy's like, yeah, okay. And they drive there. The house is dilapidated again. Yes. Uh, there's a big fucking freak out. Bert, the cop, comes. This is a great moment where there is a scene of a cop tackling an angel to the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. One of my favorite moments is when the angel bites the cop. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and then they're so able great. to give him the 23 skidoo and fucking get out of there. But there's also, like, even in the town square, like, I think he gets to do it with Bert the cop a little bit and he shoves him. All right. And because he shoves him, this cop opened fire, opens fire on him in the middle <laughs> yep. of a loud, uh, of a yep. crowded street. Right. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Because he kind of, like, he sort of, like, punches him. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He punches him. Firing that's wildly. Potter, Potter rule. Pottersville PD, motherfucker. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> he goes to. Yeah, um, so now the pol- you'll notice, Mr. Bailey, the police look a lot more like the military now. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the rebel rousers in line. One <laughs> Tear gas, they've got it. <laughs> Tear gas, AR-15s, bulletproof vest, tanks. Oh, them are Antifa thugs <laughs> in my streets. Uh, but another like fucking horrendous moment is he goes to his mother's house, yes, uh, which is now Ma Bailey's boarding house. The sure. woman opens the door. I think if, if this sh- if we existed in the 1950s, we would all spend. A good amount of time in boarding houses for sure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I might still be in a boarding like, we'd house. We'd be in, uh, what was that movie? On the Bowery. Oh, my yes. God. Yeah, we would. We would be characters in On the Bowery for sure. Check that movie out this holiday season. <laughs> it will make you thankful for everything you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's fucked up right here. He's like, I'm your son, George, or whatever. Where's my brother, Harry? And again, because George was not alive, somehow they they skipped right to having Harry. <laughs> yeah, that's... Sure. Oh, no, they didn't even skip to ha- having Harry. They waited until the appropriate time, because Harry was still the same age. Right, yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Harry, of course, George wasn't around to save him. Harry fell through the ice and died. But, this is the moment in Back to the Future 2. He goes to the gravesite, yeah. sees he died in 1919. But it's also a Christmas Carol, too. You know what I mean? Of course, yeah. This whole thing is Christmas Carol-esque. But I mean, like the funny thing is, like, why would even Harry go... like? Those were older kids. You know what I mean? Like that whole party was a bunch right. of old, George's mm-hmm. friends and Harry was the kid brother. Harry wouldn't have been there. I mean, Harry would have made her died some maybe like the fucking uh Tony Todd fucking Grim Reaper had it out for Harry oh, for, from then on out. Yeah, he's just following him. Wait, the final destination or the Candyman? No, the, the final destination. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping for a Candyman reference, yeah, too. So, so like sorry, it. everybody. It's okay. My it's apologies. okay, Steve. I uh, cannot believe they're remaking that, by the way. With uh, Jordan Peele producing. We'll see. I, that's I, always, that's I, always like a, yeah, I'll produce it. I can, I can believe they're remaking it. <laughs> but to not have Tony Todd as the Candyman. I dude. can believe that. He's, he's got a cameo. I he's def- there's definitely a oh, It's probably going to be as like a fucking janitor no, or something. No, he's Candyman Senior. <laughs> No, you put the, you put the the hook in your hand this way, this <laughs> way. Candyman. I haven't gone by the the name Candyman in a long. Oh my god! What time. if it's what if it's like that uh, Zora movie that came out in the nineties and Holy like shit. and he's the yes. old Candyman that Training has to train the, the new, new Candyman. Oh, shit! Yeah, you know what, Jordan Peele, do that. Just do that. Uh, and Catherine Zeta Jones has a sexy scene with the new Candyman, and yeah. he's using the hooks on her on her uh, dress there, and she just goes. 
not bad. <laughs> I think mask the mask of Zora, right? Yes, yes. yes. I think yep. that might be a stage. It'll tuned. take a while. It before, definitely is. It'll take a while before the bumblebee stops stinging you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Control the bumbles. And then, like, you know, he asked Clarence in the graveyard. I was like, oh, my gosh. Harry's dead. Whatever happened to Mary? And, like, Clarence can't even say it. It's so disgusting. He's like, yeah. <laughs> George, you, you do not want to know. And I'm like, oh, my God. Is she dead? Did she oh, become my- the elephant man? <laughs> uh, George, I'm sorry. She's an old maid. And he's like, no! Dude, he is fucking shaking this angel by the fucking shirt collar. Like, tell me what happened. I'm Mary. Tell me. And this dude's like, no, I can't do it, George. You're going to throw up on me. George, George, she works at a library. (laughs) It's a nice life. She's she's an attractive woman with a job. What the fuck's wrong with that? She's wearing glasses. And and no makeup. And all of a sudden, the fucking town loses their eyes for a second. Like, Donna Reed. Like... I mean, like more than likely, she would have obviously just George, got married. George, you're the only one that would have had her. That's kind of what it is, right? <laughs> right. She's so ugly to us. <laughs> she, but I, she, I turned down, she turned down the chance to be in Sam Wainwright's harem. But I mean, like, honestly, like somebody else would have figured it out with Donna Reed, and Donna Reed would figure it out with somebody else. Or like, it's also her totally fine. would be better. Let's not even of fuck course, around with this. Course, George be, Bailey is a grade-A loser. <laughs> she wouldn't be living in a leaky shack. And I mean, like, and the, the, but the thing is, like, it's so funny because um, I also think part of this old maid plot is like no one can fuck her in another dimension, right? Like, that's how that's gonna work, right? Yeah, like, oh, I can't go back to my wife now; she's married to somebody else. It's like, my hot throbber or bust? Oh, you hushy! You got married in another dimension. <laughs> oh, he's he's in there eating my birthday cake. <laughs> uh, but no, so she's an old maid. He tries to talk to her at the library. This she's- is. What a what a fucking scene! Mm-hmm. I think also I made this joke on Twitter, but this movie could have just equally have been called George Bailey and a series of public freakouts. <laughs> like, why does Hair Bailey run amok? This dude <laughs> fucking loses it in public like six times in this movie, including right here. This woman is fucking screaming. I think also, by the way, this is where the cop starts firing at. Oh, him. that's right, because okay. he runs away and he runs back to the bridge. Like that's Mary right. being a, a, a spinster is like the fucking final straw. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Like, take God. me back, take me the fuck back. I don't care if I do life in prison. And she's like 31. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's not over for her yet, in my <laughs> opinion. But uh yeah, so he he runs back. Um and like he's like, Oh, I want it all to go back. I I've learned my lesson here, yeah. Clarence. Oh, I want to live, live again. Oh, and you know, it's like, all right, ding-a-ling-a-ling. And then and everything's back. Bert the cop comes, he's like, I'll I'll suck you again, Bert. And like, then oh like, man, he's fucking cranked up on yeah, crazy oh, juice. Oh and then that he realized what's going on. He runs down the town. This is Merry Christmas movie house. Oh, you too, Emporium. That's the fucking greatest dude. Just an Emporium. <laughs> what? Merry Christmas, Gowers House of Horrors. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Murder House. <laughs> oh, you two wonderful old building and loan, the place that has crushed my fucking family's soul for decades. Merry Christmas! <laughs> and Hitler, wherever you are, Merry Christmas <laughs> to you too! Feeling dunk. <laughs> uh, he runs home, and this is when, if you're Steve Sadek, this is when the waterworks start to work. I cannot watch this movie without getting choked up. When, you, when he walks in the door and the bank examiner is there? No, 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 <laughs> no you know what I mean. Yeah, so the bank examiner is there. He's like, well, Mr. Bailey, you're going to jail. 
<laughs> there is a cop there. He's like, let oh. me guess, you got a fucking warrant for my head, don't you? No, I'm sorry. The best line of this entire movie for me is he runs by Mr. Potter's house. He's, he's, in, he's, he's in euphoria. He's like, Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter. And he goes, and Happy New Year to you in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Chef's it. kiss. That Love it. That is a good one. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, so this is like, he's running around, he's looking for Mary, Mary's not in the house, he yeah. fucking finds the kids, great big hug there, of course, Mary comes home, she's like, hey man, I've been out trying to, like, hustle and figure some things out here, and I think the town has come together to give you $8,000. We've got a great news, George, we set up a GoFundMe page, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we reached our goal. Yeah, we did. That's exactly what this is. Yeah, the, the this government is a GoFundMe. There's nothing wrong with the government. There's nothing wrong with our our system of living that you could be ruined for eight thousand dollars. No, 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 no. no. The, go. The town needs to come together to save you. And if they don't, well, you go to jail. Yeah, I don't know. You yeah. probably deserve it then. You, but it's so you, you fucked die up. In a jail cell. Here's the thing. I think he's jumping the gun though with this whole suicide because fuck you, man. When the investigation gets launched, it's all on fucking Uncle Bill. Absolutely. Yeah. I would sell him out in a fucking heartbeat. That fucking joke. George? Living joke. The guy's been living for a hundred years. He's got to be gone in a year anyway. Uh, but yeah, this is the cavalcade of townspeople come in. Everybody's donating money. A Martini of- gives a, his pocket watch for mm-hmm. the kid to play with. That fucking gets me, dude. Jimmy Stewart's <laughs> holding like, oh my God, thank you. Harry shows up. Oh, fucking Harry. Back yeah. from whatever gallivanting adventure he was on. Get the fucking Medal of Freedom or whatever. Piece he flies. He flies. I was on the train bound from uh, D.C. and I just told this lady that I worked at a glass factory. She started blowing me. <laughs> Things are going great for <laughs> me, not? judgy boy. I hey, was, George, I'm glad you're not going to jail. I just got sucked off on a train. <laughs> <laughs> I just helped Uma Thurman with a car. <laughs> <laughs> We're dating. Can you believe it? Hit her in the face with a jack. Killed her dead. <laughs> what? That's the jack bill. Oh, I missed that film. Uh, and then, yeah, so the the little girl starts playing on the piano. We're all fucking singing songs and whatnot. The, the fucking... Uh, one of my favorite things is, while he doesn't throw money into the till, the police inspector comes up and tears up the warrant in front of his yeah. face. And puts it in the basket of donations. Yeah, that's that's worth some great. money itself. You're saving bail money, I guess. Yeah. And um, the you know Harry does get the telegram from Sam Wainwright. Like apparently Gower had asked him on behalf of George Bailey for cash. He's like for twenty five thousand dollars. Stop. Yeah, which is Oof. yeah. That's that's what's gonna get you. I I lose it at that man. Twenty five large. And I'm not, not for bad. for Harry. You know we were shitting on Harry a lot, but if I was Harry, I'd be like. You know, I did just win the Congressional Medal of Honor, folks. I mean, like, yeah, my brother, richest man in town. Fuck you, Harry. This dude is not going to jail. That is what we're celebrating. You know, I just got back from knocking out the Emperor of Japan with my own fists. (laughs) So, uh, nothing for Harry, huh? Uh, Just let you know, I did save a transport full of people. Uh, It's awesome. Literally hundreds of men owe their lives directly to me. Well, were they from Bedford? No. (laughs) Shut up. They basically tell the bank manager to go fuck himself right yeah. here. It's the guy's like, well, I guess I'm defeated. But. But, no, but the, the bank manager puts money in the till as well, I yeah. believe, at the end of it. Because he's yeah. so moved oh, by Because his heart yeah. grows three sizes. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, to, here's to my brother. This is what fucking kills me. Sam raises a toast. Yeah. Oh, Harry. Raises. Harry says... Yeah. This is to my brother George Bailey, uh, the richest man in town. Because uh, you know what? When you have friends, you're rich. That's, That's right. right. That's a lie. <laughs> it's, that is true. Now, money isn't everything, folks. 
Uh, and then By the way, you should donate to the Patreon because we're. we're <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You want to be friends, don't you? <laughs> uh, and then so the the bell rings. Oh my! You know, Daddy, uh, Mommy says when the bell rings, an angel or teacher says. Te- oh, angel. That, oh, that teacher! Shit! I got to apologize to her. <laughs> yeah, oh God! The I called teach- her all sorts of shit. The teach I just love that the teacher he yelled at <laughs> yes. was what brought this. Oh God. Uh there, does anybody remember Oh that's right. Hey Clarence, right attaboy, Clarence. <laughs> does anybody remember uh the Rocco's Modern Life gag about this? No, no. no. They have a thing where it's like, hey daddy, teacher says every time a, a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. I don't remember what character it is. I remember is. this now. The, uh, maybe it's the, the one of the big heads or something. Ever? Somebody goes, oh yeah, well your teacher's full of snot. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hilarious. That's, that's always good, stuck with me. That's a good line. I mean, like, and like, yeah, I mean, I guess every single time a fucking bell rings. Jesus like, Christ, that's a fucking army of angels. Well, it's the army. It's literally mm-hmm. everyone who ever died who went to heaven go, is an angel. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Second class angel, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, still got your dick. So I mean, I guess, and that's the fun. Nick the bar, Nick the bartender, when like he's like making fun of him, he's like he's ringing the cash. I was like, look at all these fucking angels I'm making. <laughs> hey, everybody's that's getting wings so tonight. All right. And then, by the way, we sing we sing a song that I love, "Old Lang Syne," oh, great tune, mm-hmm. singing it up, or as I, as I call, it, "Let all acquaintance be forgot." And just wait for it to get back to that part. <laughs> exactly. And everybody <laughs> likes themselves. It's Christmas time. And and yeah. old Lang Syne. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like a, like a pagan curse or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> Did I get that from Bohemian Grove? Oh shit! <laughs> Some Celtic spell. Um, and then, yeah, because it's 1946, the movie just ends. Yes. That's the end. We got the big Christmas old bell. We, we, don't worry, we got the credits done mm-hmm. at the beginning. The this big, is the end and then of the we tape. Got the, the big bell, yeah. so the big angel gets his <laughs> Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, you're totally right, yeah. dude. Yeah, the big one. The no, big it, uh, that's Andre the Giant. I yeah. finally got my wings. <laughs> that big bell finally <laughs> ring for me. <laughs> I'm no, that's too angel. small a, ring, a, a bell ring. I am the angel of wine. <laughs> Every time a cock is busted, a big old wrestler angel gets her wing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Looks like I'm going to heaven. <laughs> angel second class Randy Savage. Still got my dick. The Hulk is ready for heaven. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? Where am I going? What, what, what was that? Terry's going where? <laughs> no. Oh, wow. I can't believe Chris Benoit went downstairs. <laughs> oh, definitely. He's the king of hell. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and that is the end of the movie, man. Well done, everyone. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I love this movie. Um, I've seen it. Uh, well, you're going to ask the question. I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. Uh, 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 did this movie hold up for you? And how often do you revisit it? Um, this is a movie I revisit about every like two years. It's always a Christmas time thing for me. Sometimes I'll switch it out with other Christmas classics. I don't get to it every year, yeah. but it's definitely on my short list. Uh, Jimmy Stewart's fantastic. He's my favorite Golden Age actor. After FYI, he's, he's he's in the top slot for me. Oh, nice! I just he I just love the personality. I love the idiosyncrasies in his performance. I think yeah. uh, couldn't Don- be a star today. 
he that, wouldn't he, wouldn't, he no. wouldn't make it anywhere. He'd be Steve Buscemi. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he's too weird looking. Yeah. But I love how weird Which looking Which is great. He is. Exactly. I mean, like, he's not. And, like, and he just had so many different modes. He could do, like, you know, very sweet. He could do rope. He could do fucking vertigo. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It just. I, I, Jimmy Stewart's my favorite. But FYI, I love this movie. Yeah, uh, probably about uh, once a year, I would say. Definitely holds up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get I the uh, I remember reading Manny Farber and like kind of like thinking it was bullshit specifically because he doesn't like this movie. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I do think it gets almost every three. The, the, the religion stuff is a bit much. But that, again, is of the time. And like, I kind of get it. Like, that was most of culture at the time. But oh, it's sure. Not, it's not that overbearing, though. It's just like God doesn't come back. There's prayers, but it's like, and like, yeah, he's an angel. I mean, but it's not like, it's not specifically denomin- denominational. In We're not talking point. about Jesus. Really. No, Jesus does so not which come is, up. Yeah. Which is, no, yeah, which that's, is appreciated. That's good apparently, and apparently, there's a scene where he, uh, Jimmy Stewart drops to his knees and does the Our Father, but that got cut. Oh. And, yeah. and all religions have a Joseph. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, but it, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's good. Um, enjoyed rewatching it. I haven't, you know, it's kind of like once every five years for me or something. Like I don't watch yeah. it that much, but yeah. when I do, I'm like, why aren't I watching this more? So it was great to revisit it. And obviously, Jimmy Stewart is fantastic. By the way, if you identify politically as center or right, you are pro Potter. You are a Potter supporter. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yep. So I, I I love the lessons in this movie. Yep. The lessons are great. Uh, this movie totally holds up. It's not, like the message of this movie is still totally valuable today. The crap that it got when it came out, which I understand, and this is a lot of Frank Capper movies, is sort of like that naive, we're just going to wrap it up with the power of love kind yeah. of a thing, you know? Well, yeah, the, 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 the city, there, there are bad people in the city, like in the town, yeah. other than Potter. But yes. no, but just more like, you know, yeah, sure, you don't need to worry about that eight grand because, like, as long as you have, like, people that care yeah. about you, somehow everything will come up Millhouse. Like, sure. people will come and just throw money at you to save you in this situation. Like, it's not a realist, like, yeah. No, yeah. I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, like that's you know. A- but if you a- want to do that, Patreon.com/slash We Hate Movies, AKA America before November 2016. It's yeah. yeah, it's just it's a it's a quick way to wrap up a movie. So that part doesn't particularly work. But the fact that this movie in 1946 was like, no, fuck you, rich people. Yeah, that's crazy that that and happened. there's no backstory to potter it's not like he lost his son or he's so sad it's just yeah. he's a rich fuck and having that much money poisons your soul That's absolutely because it, it does and also it's it's fucking kind of realistic in the other way in that there's nothing bad that ha- potter does not get comeuppance yes. at all it just ignores it it's yeah. like well we replaced this money so it's totally fine i guess we'll never know what happened to it meanwhile potter's back at his office jerking off in front of his man friend i will say eric brought it up there is the great silent live sketch from the phil hartman era yes. of uh the alternate ending to it's a wonderful life Inter- introduced by william shatner by the way <laughs> right. which, he was uh, the host it, i guess yeah and by the way a trigger warning uh, dennis miller's in it but it's on hulu and you yeah. check it out it's very funny um but yeah i revisit you know i guess like maybe every other year or something like i said i play this every year at the burns it's like it's a holiday tradition for so many people which i don't get i mean i get it yeah sure. but i don't get it you could watch it whenever you really yeah, you really can it's totally fine i mean i think they honestly mention christmas more in die hard <laughs> like if, if you want to oh, start that shit no i know yeah. but if you want to put like where yeah. the barometer's at yeah, for like yeah. christmas movies for sure 
sure, a lot of it should be like taking place or mentioning it, and this is like seriously the last thirty minutes, and that's it. Yes, all right. Fight. Yes, I'll accept the charges. What do you want, Bailey? Ho, ho, ho! I've got a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> that is, it's a wonderful life. Directed by Frank Capra in 1946. Of course, if you want more We Hate Movies, head over to patreon.com slash We Hate Movies. I've got to say that the, uh, yep. speaking of William Shatner, uh-huh. we have uh, our, our show on Star Trek called The Nexus. You may or may not have heard of it. It's at the $8 level where you also get uh, commentary tracks. This month's is Commando, by the way. Yep. But back to William Shatner, Star Trek The Wrath of Khan full-length episode. Full-length app. On Patreon, plus Star Wars A New Hope, which we mentioned earlier. And it's not just a one and done, dude. You unlock everything we've ever done, a whole year of content. And uh, you got Animation Damnation. We just did uh, Batman the Animated Series on Animation Damnation because it's We Love Movies Month, guys. It's really cool. We're just having fun. If you've liked these episodes, we've gotten great response so far on these episodes. You definitely should continue having that fun on Patreon. Now there is one more prime slot We Love Movies that is coming out on Christmas Day next week. Right? It's only one left. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, so head on over to uh, youtube.com slash Movies. Watch that announcement video. Figure out what the last one is. It's going to be a total blast. Uh, and that's it. We will see you next week for the final episode of We Love Movies 2018. Until then, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Cabin. Eric Sisko. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.